I'm the host for Canadians with Disabilities and their Allies, and I'm actually the weatherman. Everyone knows me as the weatherman, so uh, welcome everyone to another great episode. Uh, I'm actually really, really excited to have the following guest join me on my podcast uh, today. Uh, His name is Aaron Richmond. And Aaron Richmond is a podcaster. Uh, he uh, does a segment on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. Uh, it's Aaron's Opinion Guest. And he's an American friend that uh, we've got to know uh, over the last year. Uh, he actually had me on his show. And so that was early, uh, early in the summer of 2022. So I'm actually really pleased to announce that he's actually joining me today. Uh, on my podcast. So uh, welcome, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brent. And thank you so much, Neil. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Brent's right. The name's Aaron Richmond of the podcast, Aaron's Opinion. Aaron's Opinion TV on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you guys can put, I know you guys have a long, long list of links you, you, that you can add into the description, but click the links in the description for more information. And don't forget to comment below. Now, as a podcaster, I spent a lot of time today with my guests asking a lot of questions, so I'll turn it back right over to you, Brent. What do you really want to know about me? And I hope that there's a lot of action in the comments. Go for it, man. (laughs) Yes, uh, most definitely, uh, Aaron. Uh, I actually want you to tell our guests who is Aaron Richmond. And I do know, um, well, Aaron Richmond, you were uh, referred over to me from High Energy FM. Uh, And it's so, so awesome that High Energy FM is broadcasting our podcast onto their station so everyone in the world can actually uh, listen to us and thanks uh, thanks to high energy fm but going back to you aaron um so tell us about who is who uh, is aaron richmond and uh just a little bit about yourself aaron richmond is a 31 year old american um my day job is i'm a teacher my thing that i do anytime else is usually i watch a lot of horror videos on youtube and scary content (laughs) along with uploading episodes of my own podcast and interviewing people from around the world very similarly uh to what you do brent very very similar concept i just spoke with someone a couple hours ago from south africa and it's really important that we keep doing you know our podcast because uh, so many people around the world need our content and need to learn from our knowledge Um, I would say that I got into podcasting at the height of the pandemic and I was listening to podcasts around the blindness community, but I felt they were not open enough to my uh, very, uh, very eccentric opinions and very outspoken Mm -hmm. opinions that I have about about society. 
And I figured out that, well, if I push the record button, I can talk to myself all day. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> only, to find, only to find out, though, that people around the world, actually, some of them do care what I want to say. And that the people that I, what I would do is I would answer a Facebook question that someone would leave in a various blindness group on Facebook. I would answer their question in audio format, giving my opinions. And that over time developed. And then, and then it occurred to me that's a podcast. And then I just kept on building it up. And the more I do it and did it, the better and better I felt. And the more positivity that, you know, that that came to it. Of course, like we were saying before you pushed record, we always have our bad apples and the odd characters along the way. But we have a majority of people that are supportive of what we do. And yes, thank you, Akil High Energy FM. Thank you for broadcasting Canadians with Disabilities and their allies. Yeah, for and sure. Aaron's opinion. Yeah. yeah, they're doing great work down there. They're in awesome. And yeah. They are. Yeah, totally wonderful people there. And uh, two thumbs up. And if I could get more than two thumbs up, Aaron, I just can't seem to grow to more than two thumbs. But, you know, if I could, I would <laughs> get that. <laughs> you know, mm. I, I just had to throw that in there. I mean, it's just you know, one of the things I do. Uh, and, you know, I'm getting back to uh, kind of revisit uh, a little bit of retro. I, I look back and I look back into the summer of when when you had me on your on your show. And uh, that was a really good segment. And, and I and I thank you for that. And I know you had Neil on, too. And uh, that was it's fabulous. Right. I mean, reconnecting with you going forward and uh, kind of revisiting um, kind of where where we left off of. Um, of how things have developed over uh, from that point on to now, like what uh, like different advocacy, like what have what have you learned in that time frame? And then we'll I'll kind of go back a little bit further into the podcast from before. Yeah, I mean, as far as what I've learned, well, I've continued to teach, continued to upload episodes, continued to reach out to guests. Mm -hmm. um, I'm noticing that the longer I do it, though, the more hesitant guests become to actually come on the show. So it gets harder and harder the more you do this. That's what I've noticed. Um, but I've also been hearing, I mean, I, I kind of want to turn the tables. I mean, I've been hearing a lot from you guys up there in, in O Canada, you know, that there's been, um, a lot of real serious, I'm getting the impression that there's a lot of real serious issues going on in the blindness community in Canada. And I was just wondering, how is that going? Because I see you guys are tweeting about it constantly about different bills and pieces of legislation that are supposedly targeted towards or to help. Uh, people with disabilities it seems like there's some sort of some sort of something's going on up there some sort of issue or problem up there what's going on let's let's kind of let's kind of start digging into the into the meat and potatoes here i mean what's really going on these days what are the updates that you want to present about that there's always well, issues though right <laughs> well most definitely uh, i mean we'll, we'll get into the uh, you know the carrot the little carrot tricks i mean because that's you know your your vegetables part of it right and what I find is that, well, you know, vote for me because I have your back, right? Well, right. the fact is that the politicians are not giving enough <laughs> financial support to uh, persons with disabilities in Canada. Every single province that we have, it's like the, in every single state that the U.S. has, right? So in Canada, it's like every single province. So in Canada, they have a legal obligation under the U.N. under the U.N. Uh, Conventions of Rights of Persons with Disabilities Unfortunately, they're not upholding that right of financial security, of social security. And so in many provinces, the average amount, when I say average, I mean, th those amounts are, can be way off, but average it out. Stats basically say that it's like 1,068 on average. Now, rates are way different in each province. 
uh, in me, my view, they need to be up uh, a way above the, the, they call it poverty level. Now, what is like, you know, of course that gets into a whole, whole new topic of poverty level. I mean, I think people should just have enough where they need to, to basically buy the goods and services that they need and provide for their adaptive equipment for their disabilities on top of it, right? So, um, you know, based on like, they could put in tax measures, they can make it taxable. Right now it's not taxable, but I mean, give them what their needs. I mean, if they, their needs become greater, give them what they need. But nobody should be below um, a, a level and, and not having enough money to survive. So what's going on with the different bills uh, that you mentioned? There is one bill in the House of Commons right now in uh, the capital, which is in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, right now, it's called the Bill C-22, and that's actually the Canada Disability Benefit. Uh, right now, it's empty. So that kind of gets into when I mentioned about the pot of spaghetti, all right? So <laughs> here's the spaghetti episode. So you got, so you got the pot of spaghetti. You go, you got the pot. Now it's supposed to have all your noodles in, right? You got the, you got the water in it. You asked me to put the water in, right? So I'm boiling it, but that's all. You just asked me to get the spaghetti started. But where's all the ingredients? That's the problem with the bill. It's empty. It has nothing, no content in that bill. They want to. They that means the the feds. Uh, they want to study it, Aaron. They want to study it. They want to get it right. Uh, and, and rightfully so, right? I mean, I'll, I'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt on that, rightfully so. They want to make sure to get this right, okay? Well, they've had, they've had a lot of years to get it right, right? right. They always say, like, uh, oh, we're, you know, we're working on it. But and that's the thing is, like, on my perspective, it seems like um, whenever there's an election, um, election time, either whether it's federal or provincial, um, it's like, any dis dis disabled issues are, we're, we're like the pawns, right? It's like, you know, they they, they make uh, disability as part of their platform. And it's like, oh, well, well, we'll look after you guys. And it becomes mm -hmm. this, this big talking point. And then when they get elected, it's like nothing really changes. It, it was just like, it's just something to talk about during during the election process. And then we're forgotten again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, that's yeah. what it feels like. Exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. Neil. It's like yeah. they wanted they just shelve it. So they put it onto a shelf after that, and they say, "Okay, uh, we've done our talking point. Well, now we'll just uh, kind of revisit it uh, some other time." In the meantime, people suffer, and so what it is is that they are they want to develop it, and, and of course, they're going to take um, it has to go through our Senate, and it's going to take at least at least another year. In some cases, it could take even longer than that if there's any delays. So what the disability community across Canada, what we're asking the feds right now is for an, for a, uh, an emergency supplement in the meantime to, well, well, they take their sweet old time and develop it. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they've been in the uh, power since 2015 when they got in. They could have easily got that going then, right? But they called an election, a snap election, the feds did, and the bill is just in the first reading. And then boom, or they just got introduced, I guess it was, and then boom, it just got, it died, right? So it And it's still going to be a year away before anything actually happens. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's I just, mean, it's all, it's all talk. So we're pushing yeah. for a word called DERB. It's called D-E-R-B. And it's like what um, every Canadian got, well, explain this to disabled people. Uh, <laughs> they, they got the CERB. Uh, and the uh, the Fed said, hey, uh, $1,000 was supposed to be enough. Well, 
the opposition uh, party that's holding the, uh, the Liberal Party up in, in Ottawa basically called for double the amount. So basically they twist, uh, twisted uh, their arm pretty much, right? Saying, uncle, ow, okay. Did, did, they have, did they have anything else uh, like that similar in, in the States, Aaron? Like no. uh, some kind of CERB, like, uh, like an emergency payment to Americans? Yes, there was and is. And mm. we what, are was wasting... the, what was the amount of that? Oh, we, I don't we, know. We, we got $2,000, well, like uh, not the disabled community, but. No, uh, I know what you mean. Oh, no. I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, mm. I don't know. The government in America, they were they were given they were passing money out to people so much that people quit, quit their jobs and stayed yeah. home and took the money from the government, okay. which is yeah. which is my point that I'm going to try to make here is that yeah. I, I have I have a problem. What I have a problem with. And I, I, I do agree with you. I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. It is a huge problem, this whole financial aspect. But the the pit of this and the Achilles heel of all of this is that when you give pe when you give people money, when you give someone a fish, they will never learn to fish for the rest of their lives. Right. And, and this is precisely where I think Americans and Canadians, you know, slightly disagree. Canadians are more about the collective and the Americans are more generalized about the individual. Now I can tell you this, the other question that I would, I would beg or I would pose is so if the, if you're asking as a blind Canadian and a successful Canadian, both of you are, if both of you are asking for more, more money from the government, well, that's fine. But I would ask, well, then, Aren't you working? In other words, if you're asking for more money for the government, that's evidence to me that there's not enough opportunity for employment for disabled people. What is that problem? Yeah, that's true. What, that's what's true. that problem? Because that's that seems to be the crux of, of, of the problem. What do you think about that? Or what about the employment? Yeah, the the opportunity is um, well, the way I look at it. I mean, some people in Canada would disagree with me on it, but. I, I, you know, I look at is uh, if you give the person uh, or a disabled person or a blind uh, person in Canada more money or any, any disabled person more money in Canada, that they're going to put the money back into the community that they live in. Um, they could be an entrepreneur. They could actually use that money to maybe get their uh, like a home based business going. Um, they could, you know, be actively employed for either for themselves uh, or if they have adaptive equipment that they're able to do certain employment. You know, they could use that money to better themselves in so many ways. Mm -hmm. That that's you know that's how I I see it. I know when I was on your show, Aaron, I I think I alluded to the fact that I I spent about six years uh, working for what was called the Disability Foundation here. Um, it's run by an MLA here um, called uh, Sam Sullivan, and so what what I did for six years there. Um, was I actually helped other people with disabilities find employment? That was that was part of the part of my job, and a lot of it was actually just uh, meeting other disabled people for coffee. And uh, I had to learn to be more extroverted because I'm not really extroverted by nature. Actually, <laughs> I kind of learned to be more extroverted. And so you're meeting strangers basically for coffee, and and well, that's um, a good job. I, I can I can yeah. do that. It's basically, <laughs> a, it's a lot of like life coaching. Uh -huh. and, so, and, and so that was, that was fun. And what, what I was going to say though, is as, as much success as we, we did have with the, um, 
with the with the employment like some really got got some good opportunities there are always going to be those with the disabilities that just really can't work right and i mm -hmm. think that's the problem that we have too is that there's mm -hmm. uh there's this expectation that of course everybody can work and that's not the really the case yes. and i think there's a danger there where we're as a society, like across the board, whether you're in, in Canada or the States or wherever, mm -hmm. we've put such a high value on, on work. And it's like, when you, when you, when you introduce, when you introduce yourself or anybody introduces themselves for the first time, it's like, Oh, where do you work? Or what do you do? What do you yeah. do for a living? Right. There's so much emphasis put on work. And that is a little bit unfortunate in the sense that, I mean, there is so much more value to a person than what they do for a living, right? Um, so, I mean, I can see both sides of the coin. Like, yeah. of course, it's it's good to work, it's good to be productive, but at, this other, at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, it's you're putting pressure on people that can't work and, and devaluing them as people by saying, mm. you only have value if you work, you don't have value otherwise. I, I see the point. I see. I think that's you know, kind of that's, dangerous. That's as well. inter you know, it's interesting, Neil, that you say it that way because that's not what I think. But I, I, I I'm in agreement with. I, I, I do. I, I get the point. I don't know. Mm. My opinion is, for the most part, though, I think that everyone needs to try to do their best and try to for work sure. a little bit. You yeah. Know? But yeah. It, it would take a lot for me to say the sentence. I don't think you can work. I don't see myself saying that sentence. I do believe that all people with disabilities need you know, for the most part, need to be working full, you know, full, full time or even part time or even volunteering or even doing something, you know, mm -hmm. I, it would take a lot for me to say someone cannot work. Now, there are certain people, some in some rare cases where they truly are suffering from a, a variety of challenges, mental, physical, I get it, I respect it, I completely support it. So mm -hmm. what we need to do is us blind people who are capable of working and and you too you know. but all all three of us people who are able able to work we need to work and then we need to take in my opinion we need to take less money from the government and the money that would have gone to us needs to go to that one or two or five percent of the population who truly cannot work so that way yeah. we're contributing mm -hmm. and that way yeah. the people that truly can't yeah. can actually have a better life that way now easier said now your 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 retort back to me will be well easier said than done yes of course yeah. but that's 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 exactly the problem is that if we see the thing is if we fix this problem then we won't have a problem to fix like i would tell a doctor well i well i want to be i want to be healthy right but no no not not that healthy just a, just just a yeah. little just a little bit healthy you know just healthy enough for me to scrape by for me to pass the form to the secretary and say okay bye see you next year bye okay next year you know, yeah. isn't, you know isn't, it, the, isn't it like the uh you're saying is well you know give it give an apple apple a day keeps the doctor away or something yeah right right so basically <laughs> what that what that means is that you have we have to find the little apple right we have to right. find the little charm in our lives that will then go to those one percent of people who genuinely cannot work okay mm. i know I know a lot of people and I know one person that cannot work and they are not blind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, they, uh, Mr. Or Mrs. Anonymous, um, has, uh, a, uh, mental, mental health situation. 
and I know them from my university days, and I know that they it would be it would be challenging for that person to work. So I I get the ar I get the argument, mm. but I think I think what we need to do is we need to really push hard. We need to really have some friction when we start setting these, making these financial legislations, and making sure that if you're able to work, you're working. If you genuinely can't, we need to help you out a little bit more. But the help needs to go to the people who really cannot help themselves at all. Mm -hmm. That's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah. 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 And, and that's that's a good um, comparison of, you know, the, the basically the situation of what the person's abilities versus some people that just cannot. Like, you know, I, I totally get what you're saying on that, Aaron. Yeah, totally. But but here's but here's another here's another yeah piece of it too and 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 brent knows probably what i'm gonna say is uh like i've worked for over 20 years like i i did at least 40 hour work weeks for a long time sometimes like a 50 hour work week sometimes 60 hour work weeks and uh and then my first wife passed away uh in uh 2013 and i got my i got a um survivor's pension as a result of that, right? Well, because I'm on disability, we, um, the government turns around and says, well, now that you had your wife pass away, you've got this bonus money uh, that you that is extra, so you don't really deserve it. So we're just gonna claw it back off of your, off your disability check. And it's like, well, to me, that doesn't make sense because it's it's no. it's money that I work for. I mean, like I said, I've, I've worked for 20, 20 years, and uh, and I I paid into it, or actually, my wife paid into it. My my late wife did, and it's like, well, that's that's a that's an that's an employment benefit, or that's an that's an employment privilege that mm -hmm. everybody should get, whether you're able-bodied or disabled, and but yet the provincial government says, you know, if if you're disabled. And on disability, we're just gonna ax that money off because it's a it's a wonderful bonus that your wife passed away. So we're just gonna get in other words take okay. that money away. Just so just so I understand, Neil. In other mm -hmm. words, in other words, they took the the survival survivor pension away. They 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 shaved off some of that money, or they yep. shaved off some of okay. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, probably in the states we have a similar thing, different vocab for different. Different words that mean exactly the same mess, but we have yes. the same. Clawback. They call yeah, claw clawbacks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, we have the same. We have similar laws about find social security benefits, and I mean, I'm sure that that's exactly what would happen in America for mm, sure. Okay. Okay. They would probably, or or in America, what they'll do is if they if they discover that that you work too much, then they just cut the social security. Then they say right. you can't be on social security. Yeah. Probably they would have done it either you're, way. You're in you're America, too able. <laughs> yeah, in other words, that's how they would have. But in America, they still would have. It still would have been an issue that you were getting the survivor pension. I guarantee you that would have been an issue in the states too. Okay. Now, okay. how now? What you would do about it in the states? Well, I I don't know. the The other problem behind all of this mess is that the bureaucracy that our countries our countries are very different governmentally wise, but mm -hmm. the bureaucracy that's behind both of our governments is so severe that oftentimes another problem, let's talk about it, is that people with disabilities can't navigate the government or the provincial government, right. even if they wanted to solve the problem. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Usually what happens is, usually what happens is when people with disabilities get into these jams with money, they give up. 
Mm-hmm. They just say, I don't know what to do. And then yeah. they go ask their mommy or daddy or brother or the guy next yeah. door for money. It happens constantly. It's rampant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like they, they take with one hand and they give it to the other. Right. It, it's right. like it's like the, the time where I told you about the episode on a, on a bus. Right? The guy says, well, sits down. He's like, take it. And he, he just give it up onto the overhead. He took his leg off and <laughs> overhead. Right. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh right right yeah yeah well that's 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 true um but these but my my concern that i've expressed it on my on my own show before and i don't know if i've expressed it specifically with you guys on on the show that i on my podcast i might have is that i'm very concerned for well the canadian people like you guys and americans is that we're just taking we're just passing money around and we're developing a generation of people that just won't work. So mm-hmm. you see, you see, there's a difference from can't and won't. And my concern yeah. is that we have a lot of people that won't. Most people won't work. Some people can work but don't work hard enough. And then you have some people that can't work at all and then still try to work. Well, that doesn't work. Yeah. You're going to end up with a we're going to end up with a society where I'm going to have to take care of the people who won't work, couldn't work, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. And I'm already I'm already fed up with it, and I'm 31. Yeah. <laughs> how much more is this how much longer is this going to last because this is going to cause a serious financial meltdown for sure mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean i i could see um the, you know the bureaucrats are going to start getting these robots and start programming them in because they won't have enough people to uh to work or want to work or you know, the ones that are able to work um yeah i mean robots are going to be telling them what to do well, that's another thing that's really scary is, yeah, it is. There's this AI that managed to pass in the States. There's an artificial intelligence that just passed the um, MLE, the medical licensing exam. Mm. So, you know, if, if, if AI is going to be that sophisticated, then we need to really think critically about what future we want for the for the young, you know, the young, you know, as we say, the young, the young little kids. You know, the right. young children. We want to think about, okay, you know, now in my case, I'm going to be around for at least another 55, 60, 70. I mean, I might make it to 100. It's a very good chance. I have a lot of people in my family who live very long up into their upper 90s. I could be here in 70 years, but mo- most people wouldn't be. And that's fine as long as you set forth a strong foundation for the future. And I'm deeply concerned that at least in America, we are not doing that. My concern is that we're actually on basically a, a, a two-lane country road and a car off in the distance has their headlights pointed at us and eventually we won't be able to swerve. And we are headed, in my opinion, I warn you, we're headed for some sort of collision, some sort of disaster. I don't know what, but what do you think, Brent? I, I think that, you know, we're heading for a um, complete, um, well, complete meltdown, right, of society as we know it um, in... In, in, pro, in basically, and in, in put into prospect here, um, it's how civilized that we know it. Um, I think that the needs are becoming greater. The amount of population that's growing, and we're not we're not able to st- to sustain the amount of resources that we have for everybody. Um, I, I think the robots are going to come take over. Well, no, I think I think before the robots take over, I think we'll self-destruct as people before the robots get to us. But but yet in regard I always think of Skynet. 
Terminator, Terminator and Skynet all the time. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what's really funny about that? You know what's bizarre that you just said that word Skynet? I was just at a doctor's appointment yesterday and we were talking, the doctor and I were speaking about um, the AI technology and she made that exact reference literally yeah. 48 hours ago. It's so weird that you bring it up like that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I have I have my concerns, but then I also have faith in, you know, what we do as, as content creators. I mean, I mean, I'm not wor- I'm not worried about you guys. I'm not worried about me, but I am worried about the situation and the lack of interest and uh, lack of attentiveness to it. But I, I don't really see any any light at the end of the tunnel with it. Yeah. As long as the UFOs don't come down, right? Maybe that's what's happening. I would prefer, well, I, I, I guarantee it now. Um, do you, Neil, by the way, it's your show, Neil. It's your show, Brent. Do you allow the discussion of, of UFOs a little bit? Yeah. Do you allow it? Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. sure. Well, I mean, I mean, look, yeah, quite yeah, frankly, yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by that concept. Oh, I love, too. I love talking about aliens. I believe in them. I know they're real. Um, yeah. But, I would, I would love to sit down with an alien for an interview. Really, in the comments, go ahead and laugh. But I mean it. I, there's a lot of things I would ask, and a lot of things that I would just love to talk about with them. You know, uh, but but, but here's but here's the thing. I am I, I I am much more afraid of the politicians that are humans than I do of the aliens that are coming down to talk to us. I'm way more afraid of the politicians. Those people scare me. The aliens. I'll, I'll take the alien out to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee with the alien. No problem. <laughs> Oh, sign, yeah, sign them up. But, we can learn new language there than with them, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I wonder what the grace... I mean, I, I don't think a human person could ever learn it. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like magically mesmerized by that. Like, what would it really be like? You know, like, what would they really talk about? You know? Uh, mm. but, but, I mean, I think the fact that there are all these UFOs and all these balloons that are floating around and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that that, you know... I'm certainly not in the prediction business, but I think it's a sign, a sign that most people are not really attuned to or paying attention to, but they might want it because it might be. No, really I'm, I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you are, Brittany. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I've been but Neil, but what's your, now what's your perception of the balloons and the UFO site? What's your perception of it? What, what's the meaning, do you think? I think there's more to the story um, with those balloons than what the bureaucrats are talking what they want to admit. Right. I, I don't, could be right. You know, I don't know if there's any Martians inside those balloons that are operating them or maybe, you know, but who knows? Um, if not, I think that, um, that they are, they are somewhere. And I think that um, it's just a matter of time. Right, right. Well, hopefully soon. Well, to quote, to quote from the... To quote, go, ahead, go ahead, Neil. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, to quote from the Bible, there's lots of powers and principalities that we know nothing about, right? And uh, yeah, I think things things stay a mystery for a reason and because people don't want you to know. So, right. But, but yeah. as, as long as you know that there's powers and principalities in play that uh i mean that's what people have to realize <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's kind of an over i mean I, and i understand it because i know it's an overwhelming concept for for humanity to realize that you know we aren't alone they're coming they're coming to to do something you know I, I, and I, and i'm not trying to to start any i'm really not trying to start any rumors seriously now no, but, no. <laughs> but but here's but here's the thing i think we yeah. do need to take it seriously and realize well maybe oh, yeah. we Maybe we do need to start thinking about what some of these things mean because I think mm. that we aren't thinking enough 
and I think it's a great time to start thinking. And I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I think you know, that, I don't, and, yeah, yeah, one one of my oh. favorite sh- one of my favorite shows was the X Files. You remember the X Files? Yeah, um, too 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 young, too You're young, too young for that one. But that yeah, was I'm that, 31. But. That was filmed in Vancouver, actually. Yes, it was. And it was a it was a really popular show, and I I love that show because it was all like sci-fi and aliens and conspiracy, government conspiracy. It's right, great. All of- Oh, absolutely. But all of those, all of those conspiracies, I believe to be true. I mean, all that stuff at this point, I already believe all this stuff. Anyway, I I, I don't need a show like that. That's why the, that's why the show was so good though, because it was so, it was almost, you could sort of see the reality. Right. It was so intriguing. It it kept you on the edge of your seat and you're just like, yeah, what's going to happen next? Yeah. yeah, It was, it it was a great show. And I remember always trying to go around the city and try to find where the, their trailer, the trailers were and see if I could spot uh, like, Jillian Anderson, you know, I was like, because yeah, I thought right she up. was like really cute. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll run into Jillian Anderson or David, David <laughs> Duchovny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, Trump maybe try to be an extra, you know, on there. Yeah. 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 One, one time there was a, uh, there was a sitcom, uh, Aaron, that was getting filmed in, uh, locally in the city that I lived in and they were filming and I just thought, you know, they had the sidewalk that was open and they had these barricades and just keeping the, uh, people you know the crowd aside so i see these two people standing right near some uh, real estate office and i knew it wasn't they were just talking and i just go well i'm just going to cut through here and i'll be quiet because they were filming on the set well i didn't realize that they were filming those two standing there were actually filming talking to each other and they were being recorded well i cut right through right past them i go hey how's That's going so they're, cool. like, they're like they're like <laughs> fine sir <laughs> and here's cut sir sir you need to now move on <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my! So now, now they tried editing me out of the scene, but if I watch, it, <laughs> I, I see those Doug, yeah, that's so cool, man! Dude, we got to get that footage of you basically photobombing. That's awesome. <laughs> Generally, nowadays in the states, what they'll do for that very reason is what they do is they close off the area that they're filming on purpose, okay, and yeah. you can't get that close. Not yeah. to mention nowadays with the security, they wouldn't let people get that close to an actor now, but. A long yeah. time ago, they they weren't so concerned. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched the segment and I see this little shoosh right by, but they couldn't get it out. That is so cool. <laughs> that's ador- that's ador- that's adorable. That's adorable. <laughs> it um, it, it reminds me. Do you guys you guys remember? I don't know if you guys really follow him or not. Do you guys know about our, our great buddy down here in the states? Our great friend of Aaron's opinion, Johnny Johnson from Intervision FM. He's also a film director. He's done a lot of great stuff. He was directing a film in the in the nineteen nineties, mm-hmm. and he he, it was, he was an amateur back then. Now he's an amazing guy, but um, he was an amateur. Well, he was amazing then, and he's still amazing. Um, he was producing a film, and and he allowed each film, each cinematographer, each cameraman to bring mm-hmm. their own camera. Let me tell you, don't do it. Big mistake. Here's yeah. why. He had some guy, Joe Schmo, you know, Freddie or, you know, Fre- Freddie, let's call him Freddie, for, for instance. And Freddie didn't know. OK, Neil, do you remember with the camcorders, how in the bottom right corner, you would see like the, the clock in the day? And right, the time right, right, right. Yeah. Right. If you're a film director, you're, you're supposed to edit that out. Right. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, Freddie didn't tell anyone on the set. He didn't know how to edit out the days and times. So they recorded the whole thing. It gets better. They recorded the whole entire film with certain scenes that he did. You could see the little the little clock at the bottom, little right? Flashing clock. 
Yes. And then the director and, and I and I can talk about it because when Johnny Johnson on my show told me I was like I mean I really was falling out I was falling out of my chair I'm, I'm dead I had to hold on to the table and then and then Johnny apparently the story goes that Johnny told the guy Freddie Freddie you're supposed to edit out the days and times why didn't you do it he says he says well, I didn't know how. Well, then they said, well, Freddie, you're supposed to tell us that you didn't know how to do that. And then, oh, and then they said, and then they had to put, and then they had to put the film up for like screening at a, at a film festival. And they still couldn't get the days and times out of the bottom right corner of, of certain scenes that were just hovering clocks on certain scenes. They couldn't get it out. And then the joke was, yeah, Freddie didn't come to the film festival. He didn't watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he didn't make it to screening so yeah there's some silly some really silly stuff can happen when you when you uh accidentally photobomb or don't know how to edit something properly there's some really hysterical stories that can come of that yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> that's uh that sounds really funny it is speaking of speaking of really funny neil what's going on with our friends in the comment section how many what's going on with all those haters and bad apples over there let's get let's get some hatred in the chat what's going on oh well we have uh f stop our friend f stop uh you don't know who he is but he's a he's a guy that likes uh photography and he's a, he's uh joined the chat he's talking about that person person of interest is another one with uh talks about ai a lot uh, that, mm -hmm. TV, that mm -hmm. TV show. Okay, yeah. I've never heard of that one specifically. It's Ellen, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I had Alan come on. Uh, F stop. He came on talking about um, uh, one segment. Uh, Rich, um, Aaron, I had him come on, and uh, he was talking about uh, tiny homes. Um, oh, I so love talking about that. I love tiny homes. Yeah, yeah. I'll he have to find that one. That's cool. Talking about a segment he was on about that and. Uh, yeah, it was great. Um, you now, do you have tiny homes in Canada? Do you have a tiny home community anywhere in Canada? Is that a thing? Uh, well, actually, uh, I have an uncle that uh, I have an uncle in uh, Grand Forks that uh, he he loves tiny homes. He he he, he built one himself, and uh, oh wow, yeah, because he's yeah. he's very much of a, an environmentalist. I was going to say actually though that we have another comment about uh, somebody said that uh, that some companies don't invest enough in adaptive equipment for people with disabilities and that's why well mm. let me let me that's let one me of the hurdles it. for well let me let me yeah. so let me address that who and sure. now who, who who is it by the way who said uh it was jennifer okay jennifer. well Je well oh, okay. well jennifer well jennifer here's here's what i can say if if, if she's still on if she's still watching mm -hmm. the stream she's still there uh, okay i would i would tell her look I would say I don't necessarily want companies to invest in adaptive technology. We as the successful employers need to come to the company with our technology already adapted. That's the difference. I don't mind if companies want to spend money on it, but it's we the employers who need to come ready, you know, ready ready for battle basically with our technology. And that's really mm -hmm. what I think about that. Okay. Uh, if she has any follow-ups that that would be really really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, like for uh, Jennifer, uh, um, like if the adaptive equipment was like, fitted exactly for the the individual, um, maybe I'll get Aaron's um, Aaron's opinion on that one. Aaron's opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, what do you mean by fitted for? Well, well no, like, like I mean, like, like adapted to to what your what the person's needs are. Um, mm -hmm. 
reverses just like as a generic thing. Yeah, here you go. You can figure it out. Versus like say, uh, um, like Neil, I'll use uh, I'll use as an example. So Neil's uh, Neil's scooter that he has, right? It's it's built for him. Like it's if he fits into it, and it's part of who like, is an extension uh, for mm-hmm. for Neil. Like it's uh, and um, yeah, like any any anybody's like uh, my glasses. How how glasses will fit? Like they're they're fitted for the person. Um, same thing, I, I guess. So what what's your opinion about that? Well, I guess my opinion is, I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, you can have things that are fitted for you like that, but I just also think that when people go to work, they need to, I mean, it's, it's a two way street and I, I I completely defend that. It goes both ways. The company needs to be ready, but then the employer needs to be ready, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has to kind of work both sides. Yeah. Coincide. Right. Right. I've always, whenever I uh, went to job interviews, I was always, you know, there's there's a big thing about uh, disclosing <clears throat> or disclosure. Um, Let's. Ooh, I love that, I that, love that, philosophizing about that. That that's a yeah, bit, that's yeah, a big yeah. one, right? Oh yeah. And and for me personally, um, like on on um, resumes, I would never uh, disclose on a resume because I I always wanted to have the interview first and have the face to face thing first and then. <laughs> Like once you see me in person, then you can make the judgment call, right? And mm-hmm. so for me, if I got if I got the face to face interview, that was when I could prove that you know, here I am as a person, I'm cool. You'll want you'll want me as an employee, em, employee, and it always worked good that way because I was able to sell myself way better in person rather than if I just disclosed on a on a resume then mm-hmm. I always thought, well, maybe the uh, employer is going to just discard me too early without even seeing me first, right? Right. Right, right. I don't know. I tend to think that the employers who will accept you with a disability will be the same no matter what you did. I tend to say, let's just talk about it. Let's be open about it because mm-hmm. the people that are open are always open. And the people that yeah. are going to judge you, you never want to work for. Well, the so, way exactly. I, I don't think it I don't think it necessarily makes that big of it. I'm not sure if it makes a concrete difference. I understand you have a ton more experience than I, but I, I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference one way or the other no, in the greater I, scheme it, of things. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, I mean, the employer has to just accept you for who you are. Right, exactly. And, and not not judge the person um, for, um, you know, their disability or any uh, anything that they pick up on. Um, and that's it's really unfortunate. Um, and that kind of goes with either employment or or even a person renting somewhere. Oh, oh, so, oh, you have a disability. Oh, OK, we have to accommodate you. Uh, like, OK, I'm just me. Like, if you don't like me, then, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I, well, one of the things I was going to add, though, is one yeah. of the one of the really big problems, uh, especially, uh, you know, uh, say 20, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, mm-hmm. was um, if you were a person with a disability um, and you, you go you go and have that first interaction with, uh, with the employer during a job interview, um, mm-hmm. the way the rules were written, and I think they kind of still are that way, is that the employer can't actually ask you anything about your disability because it's considered discriminatory, right. right? 
Yeah. So, no, but I think I actually disagree with that. I think the well, employer, I know, but that's, yeah, I think I'm, they need to. I think the employer needs to be allowed to ask, and then I think well, the employee think, needs to be allowed to speak up and explain the extent of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. but that's what that's what I'm saying is that it was it's set up. It, it used to be set up in the in the set, in the way that the employers couldn't ask, and so. I always took it upon myself because I knew they couldn't ask that I would just fully disclose and say, yeah, I, I have a disability. This is what it is. This yeah. is what I, this is what I can and cannot do, mm-hmm. but I, but I know I can do the job. Um, right. You know, I was very yeah. clear about what my, what my abilities were and what my shortcomings mm-hmm. were. And I would just tell them point blank, this is what I can, can and can't do. And I know I'd be, I, I know I'd be a good fit for you. And once, once I was the one that, threw it all on the table, then they were comfortable enough to ask me about my disability. And then, you know, that's how uh, I, I got all my jobs that way. I was, mm-hmm. I was always really disclosed. And, and once I kind of laid everything out, they, they knew that it was kind of no holds barred. They could ask me anything they, they wanted at that point. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's kind of what you want, right? You want the, you want the employer to feel comfortable. You, you don't want to leave the interview and think, well, gee, I wonder, I don't think the employer knows anything about, about my disability. And if that's the case, that's bad because right. you, you're leaving them with a, with a, with a doubt that I don't think they're going to, they're going to think, I don't think this person, Neil can do the job because, mm-hmm. because he didn't tell me anything about his disability. So I'm freaked out. Like the employer's thinking I'm freaked out. Right. You know? Right. And you, you don't you don't want to be ever in a situation where you have employers thinking that, right? You want them to leave that interview going, "Wow, I really I really like that person, and I think he can really do the job." Without any other yeah. questions about and maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why the policymakers who who basically put these applications out going, "Oh, I don't don't you know mention about you know disability." They think, "Oh my gosh, you know, well, we better we better not put that in there." I mean, person doesn't want to talk about themselves. And I way I look at it is people should talk about themselves, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like let let people know who you are. It's like um, it's like a, what Neil mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. It's like, um, and I used to be the same way. Nobody would ever believe that. <laughs> they say, Brent, I used to be shy. Yeah, I'd be like shy talking to media or whatever. Oh no, no, like you know, and no, no, they put me right there. Put a bunch of uh, cameras right in front of me and a bunch of microphones and go, hey, tell me about you, Brent. You know, yeah. like, and I used to have to do in, in college, I, I used to have to do podcasts and look at the camera and then have the class to kind of go through and say, Hey, mm-hmm. uh, this is, this is how you sound, Brent. This is what, how, what, you know, how you're positioned on camera. Uh, and you got to hear about your own self. I mean, it was, it was scary. You, really, you, gotta be, you know, you gotta be really, really, really comfortable with yeah. hearing, with hearing you. Yes. And yes. and that's so you kind of do need a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a a, yeah. l- a little bit of a personality to be comfortable oh, enough sure. with yourself. You know, you have to um, be. Yeah. One, of, to be, one yes. of the big things I've always used is, is humor. I always say I, yeah. I use humor as a crutch. Right. And of course, I have, I have crutches in real life, <laughs> yeah. too. So but I use humor as a crutch all the time. And I, uh, I, I can give you a, a little story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There. Sure. there I, I worked um, a love a, story. <laughs> I worked as a public servant for the provincial government for eight years, and uh, for <clears throat> I think it was for about two and a half years. I worked for the um, for the Ministry of Transportation, 
And then we got a new government coming in and they and the new government just decided that they wanted to slash and burn everything and close all these offices. And uh, one of the offices that we're going to close is our office. And they were just going to basically leave a skeleton crew of like maybe uh, maybe four or five people behind in the office and like basically let go of everybody else. It was just a total like, you know, mm -hmm. basically, like I said, just clear everybody out and wash um, it. Yeah. Yeah, and and so on that day where everything kind of hit the fan, and uh, the our boss is and she was a wonderful, wonderful woman, just really cool. But yeah. our boss was calling everybody in one by one and basically saying, "Yeah, you're, you're you're fired. We have to let you go." And then that person would come back, and then and then another person would come in, and yeah, you're fired. And it was like a constant stream of like an assembly line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then I was called in and, uh, I, I come into her office and, uh, there's, she was sitting in, on a, in a, on a chair and, uh, and then there was another woman that was, um, had to kind of, uh, like one of the higher ups, you know, that was like upper, upper, upper <laughs> echelon. And she was there just to make sure that everything was going to code. Right. You know? And uh, so my boss calls me in and I, and she says, hi, Neil, have a seat. And she says, she says, you probably know what's going to happen right now, but she says, come and have a seat. And I look around, I scan the room and I mean, she's got a seat and then the woman's got a seat and there's no, other, there's no other seat. Yeah. And, and so I say, well, can I, can I sit on your lap? You know, <laughs> and, and right. And she, and she laughed so hard and like she was so stressed yeah. out she was so stressed out the whole like she was in tears like yeah. like the whole uh the whole morning she was like totally stressed out like she hated the fact that she's letting everybody go right yeah but I, co I come in and i said can i sit in your lap and she starts oh, love, like laughing it. right and she says this is the first time i've laughed all morning you know oh. because she's so so oh. stressed out right yeah. And so that's kind of, uh, you know, kind of a neat little story, but yeah. I love that story. And, you know, <laughs> it, it really put a, um, a stressful situation into a more of a, um, more of a relaxed uh, kind of humorous yeah. situation, right? It, yeah. it really, I, I find that too in life, Neil and Aaron, I, you know, I, I find that so many people have different um, obstacles that they're having to deal with. And I, I try to turn a, a negative into a positive with uh, with energy, um, and I I try to I bring humor into like doing podcasts, and I've and I've learned that over time. I, I've stumbled a few times here and there, you know, tongue tied. Oh, like what do I say? And then you know, at the beginning, and I thought, you know what, Brent, just wing it, just be yourself, just you're just natural. And uh, I mean, yeah. remember a couple of bloopers that we had at the beginning there, right? <laughs> yeah, but, I always find if it's too forced, it's, it's oh yeah. I mean, it's like not. Like uh, what yeah. I mean is scripted. Like, and I yeah. tried doing a scripted thing, Aaron. I tell you, it was a bombshell. <laughs> and I'm not gonna say who, but you know, yeah. it was a couple. Though there was a couple. There was one person, and there was another one. But tried doing that too, and I no, Brent, don't do it. Um, and even reading cue cards. Like if I'm doing a like a housing announcement or some kind of rally, I won't even look at a cue card. I I might glance at my phone for a second, and I go, oh, like a little reminder saying, reminder, Brent. Or, or a topic, then boom, I just wing it top of my head because 
I, I bring it, I say it right from my heart. I say what's on my mind too. And I think it's, it's more genuine. Um, yeah. Sometimes you might lose your train of thought of what you're saying. If you get, yeah, and, and here's another, here's another little tidbit from me is, uh, you know, I've been, I've been married twice and, uh, you know, my, my first marriage was back in, uh, it was, what was it? Uh, 2003. Mm. And I, I remember one of the things everybody was asking me, like, what was like, um, you know, about two weeks lead up to the, to the wedding, everybody's asking me, oh, have you, have you written your speech yet? Have you written your speech yet? I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. And they're like, what? You can't do that. You have to, you have to practice your speech. You have to write a, write a speech. You have to practice it. I said, well, I don't have to practice that. I just wing it. And they're like, what? And everybody's like, what are you crazy? And I thought to myself, no, it's just like, no, I want it to come from the heart. You yes. know, I don't, I don't want it to be like words from the page. I want it, I want it to be spontaneous. I want to, I want to feel them. Whatever comes out of my mouth at that moment is yeah, what I'm feeling. Watched. I don't want to. I don't want to think about what I'm going to say. I just want to have it come out naturally. Yeah, yeah it and, wants to be you. Yeah, and, like, and that's yeah. the same thing with the second marriage. Uh, with my second marriage too, I, I didn't want to practice anything. And everybody's like, oh, "What? You're you're crazy?" I'm like, "No, you no. know, because it, it doesn't. I want it to. I want it to be natural. I want it to be me. And uh, you know, I think that's so important. You want yeah. you want it to be genuine." It's not like some of the politicians where they'll have a script, right? And you all have a copy of what each other is going to say, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, and we have more to do. We have your back. We have more to do. Don't worry. And they're reading yeah. the script. Hey, hey, wait a minute. You went off script. Hey, wait, wait a minute. And then you they know? have then they have things like what what to say if the person says this and what to say if the person says this. What to say if the person says this. <laughs> And every yeah. so often they go off script and then they kind of throw it and they go, Hey, why did you say that? <laughs> you weren't yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. And yeah. You know, and, and that kind of gets into another um another part of the the podcast. Uh so Aaron, I, I've had a nice uh well, I shouldn't say nice. I mean, at first it was supposed to be nice adventure. <laughs> Neil's one knows what I'm with gonna the say. Glasses, with the glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, this is not spec savers love for me. <laughs> Do so, they have do they have spec savers in the states? You know spec savers? I don't. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're it's, referring to. It's it's a glasses company, they, like uh, eyeglass company. Spec savers. Oh, oh, okay, a company that produces the glass, or it's like a store that sells. It's the a glasses. store. It's a store. It's a, store. It's a, big company, but it's yeah. a huge company. They I don't know. Did... I don't know if they're in the states or not. I Maybe. So. I mean, I don't specifically know. I mean, there's like lens crafters and like yeah. uh, a, a glasses store. So uh, yeah. okay, next thing I need to say before you. So, okay, so for next comment, oh boy. Okay, go ahead. What happened at the glasses <laughs> store? I can already tell. Something so, happened. Yeah, so Specsavers acquired a company uh, and they were called um, Image Optometry. So the Specsavers is a huge company. They've grown and they just want to uh, grow so they can expand out. So what it was, I was already familiar with Image Optometry because I had dealt with them oh uh, five years uh well actually now six years ago now because now we're in 2023 uh, hard to believe it's already 2023 but so um i uh, i'm wearing the original pair of glasses that i had back then well these are still new to me because i had another pair um and they were transition lenses same prescription error nothing different 
Um, of course, I had somebody cut me off in my parking lot. I mean, literally not even like 30 seconds from my door um, in the driveway. And somebody cut me off uh, just oh, about a year and a half ago now. And uh, down I went, face plant, slid right across the concrete, uh, right onto the grass. We have a grassy area right in our front yard. But I slid right across there and I managed to somehow push myself onto the grass <laughs> put my hands around everywhere where's my glasses first thing I thought oh my glasses fell off oh I'm thinking my hands kind of stinging okay Brent probably grazed your hand whatever so I'm looking around my glasses put my hands out uh, across this grass trying to feel where are my glasses where are my glasses oh there they are oh it looks like one of my lens must have popped out oh okay I can fix it later I'll just take it into uh, I'll take it into um, image optometry because it's still image optometry then well surprise surprise um spec savers took over well they said unfortunately yes it's gonna yes it's gonna be a problem next time it's gonna be a problem problem. and and i'm looking at these and these frames and they're all bent up to hell they were completely shot and i'm thinking they're not i'm not even going to take them in because they're going to laugh at me they're going to look at these frames and say brent i'm sorry this is not no spaghetti episode or anything like that uh, uh yeah um or a guy who throws his leg up in the overhead wall um, <laughs> right i mean this was this was the one of those one all one all situations so uh they were they were scratched too they were completely scratched <laughs> to hell like they were messed up so bad and the one lens was just completely like the one that wasn't it was still it was completely it looked like a cat had come across <laughs> Scratch it right up to complete. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take it into an optical place. So, you know what I did? I took it in. I said, What can you do for me? I said, What can you do for me? They're like, oh my god! That's that's his comedian. We got we got to get him on the cut. That that delivery that'll get you in Vegas. That that delivery. God. So they said to me, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Did somebody beat you up? No, the concrete <laughs> did. <laughs> you know? So they said, oh my gosh, uh, looks like you need to get a new pair of glasses. Well, I will eventually, but don't worry. I've got these ones and these ones I've been wearing since. So that was this, the, uh, that was just part of the, uh, the base batter. It builds up, <laughs> it builds up from there, Aaron. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, oh yeah. So I went, uh, I went over about a year. I'm thinking I'm just going to tough it out. I didn't have transition on my glasses. <laughs> and <laughs> so these are my spare pair. Like they gave me two oh, pairs Lord. back then. So these are my ones. They don't have transition on. And I thought, well, you know, wing it, whatever. So, you know, and, and I see, I, for me with my, with my eye condition, um, I, these glasses work for me. So I decided, I, I decided uh, last November, well, actually, it was October. Uh, then I figured, well, I'm going to go and check out with um, Specsavers. So I went in and made an appointment. I went into uh, a, um, a nearby Specsavers, and uh, my my roommate's um, mother basically said, "Hey, I've got a rent. I've got a coupon. I've got a coupon here." Oh no! And, and I said, "Oh, okay. that's going to be another problem." Yeah, and ahead. it's thirty, and it's thirty percent off. <laughs> and, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so I there said, we oh, go. Here's the problem. Right around the corner. Coupon oh. baby. That's a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is this is a, this is with the candle keg. Your, your, your glasses in 15 minutes or it's free. Just and like this pizza. is the, and this is the Roman candle that sits on top of the cake where it's gonna explode. And oh boy, she she oh yeah, she exploded right at the uh, representative. 
I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am, but we don't take that coupon. Why don't you take it? It says Specsaver. <laughs> she says, you know, and she says, it says right on it, it says Specsaver's love. I had a, you know, it had a little logo here and it says guaranteed, like, I mean, satisfaction guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, so her, so her mother says, well, well, you're not going to take it. Well, no, we're all franchise owned and operated. So unfortunately, you're going to have to take it to the store that you got it from. She goes, well, I live like a two hour well, drive from here. Well, then what the hell's the point of having the nationally recognized coupon then? Yeah. The whole point of the coupon is to be able to go into any establishment, That's any true. of those places and get the same. Well, yeah. What the hell? So she, so she says, you can't take it here. Well, I want to speak to your manager. She goes, oh, I, I am the manager. Oh, you're the manager, so you can't override this. I'm sorry. Well, this guy here, he needs to make he needs to make a uh, an optical appointment. I go. Well, maybe I should make it at, uh, at the place where you bought where you got that coupon from. Well, that's his choice. Well, here's the problem: they don't have transit. It's gonna take me two hour ride out to her Paratransit. community. Transit. Yep. So I said, okay. And she says, you know what? Different. Just make the damn appointment. She <laughs> said, you know what? Here's the coupon. Keep it. She gives him the coupon. Keep it. <laughs> No good to me. I don't need glasses. He needs glasses because he broke his pair. I go, yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> you know? So, so oh, they basically gosh. made an appointment. They paid an appointment for me to see the eye doctor. So I said, well, uh, here's, you know, where's your, uh, where's your provincial health card? So here's my provincial health card. And it's a government card. Yeah, you know, issued ID. So they get my card and they swipe it into their terminal. So it gives them authorization to bill my medical. So and yes, swipe. that I know that becomes a problem. Yes, we have yep. that. So they That's a problem. So they swipe it in and they say, <clears> "Hey, uh, yeah, welcome." Because they called me. They said, "You know, here's your appointment." And I said, "Come in." They swipe my card. So uh, doctor, go in and see the doctor. But first, you need to do some pre-testing before you see the doctor. So you go to this machine. Can you see this? This little red ball right there. It's like a little <laughs> roadway. Just keep watching it. Yeah, closer, closer. Poof. And a poofing machine right in my eye. Oh, the girl goes, oh, Brent, I'm sorry. You jumped a little bit. I go, oh, well, the machine didn't work quite right. Well, let's try that again. Poof. I sound like somebody's just blowing some like air right in my eye. I'm going, oh, Jesus. So I'm like, well, I guess that was a fun part, right? She goes, oh, no, no, there's another one where you're going to see a bunch of moving little stars and you need to tell me how many are in there. I go, well, all these shapes. I go, okay, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what is this, a puzzle or something? She goes, oh, you have a sense of humor. That's a good thing. I go, oh, I'm glad I do because I know you don't. <laughs> so you know, said, that reminds me of those captures. You know those captures on everything now? It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah have, and you, I can't read them. Well, what? what's good to me? Well, they then you have to, to get an audio. Stupid. I just get an audio challenge. I know, well, but it's so, so stupid. Yeah, but they had this one. It was like a sliding little line, and then there's other one going up, and then you have to time it and say, okay, oh, yeah, there. So basically what it is it's it's basically telling them of uh, your reaction time on where, how how fast you can see certain movements of objects right and i said okay oh oh i missed that one oh darn it but i got you know I, i'd say i got quite a few of them and she goes oh wow you, you did good i go amazing enough right uh, i go i guess i'm glad it's not timed <laughs> so i went and saw the eye doctor <laughs> okay so i went in to see this eye doctor and he says come into my office she goes, he goes have a seat i go which seat so of course, me, I was just being a clown. I sat down in the seat that he sits in. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, where am I going to sit? I go, well, in the patient chair. <laughs> 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 so, 
so anyway, him and I changed seats. I, I sat there. And so he says, um, do you do a lot of screen time? Do you do a lot of reading? I go, I, I try to listen to a lot of audio, um, audio stuff um, instead. Um, I blow up stuff on the screen for me to read a lot easier for small print. Um, so he, he said, so you do a lot of screen time? I go, I, yeah, relatively, yes, but I blow things up. He goes, do you know that there are certain apps that you cannot blow up? I go, I'm well aware of that. He goes, so would you feel that you need a pair of reading glasses? I go, I use these as distance. Um, I had a pair of reading glasses before, but they didn't work for me. So I just stick with a pair of distance ones, and I use it as multi-purpose. Whatever works for you, sir. Would you like a pair of reading glasses? We have a sale on. We have a Specsaver sale on. <laughs> <laughs> Two for $149. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I said, I want one pair. I can use these as my reading glasses. I use the other ones as a transition pair. Oh, so you want transition in? I go, yes. And I don't need reading glasses. Oh, okay. Well, I'll put another pair. I'll, I'll put the other prescription on file for you. So he gets his uh, exam done and he's looking, goes, oh, I don't see any problems. Uh, there's no progression, no nothing. I go, I guess that's a good thing, eh, doc? He goes, that is a good thing, right? So um, I, I see that you do a lot of uh, you're squinting, right? So I go, well, yeah, because they, the lines and numbers and letters on your chart are pretty tiny for me to see. So that's why I'm squinting. I'm having trouble reading them. You're telling me to read further down on that chart. I can't see that. He goes, you can't see that? I go, no. I said, I can't see that. That's why I, that's why I have an eye condition. I said, are you, are you trained to know about my eye condition? Uh, no, I'm not. No, you're not. But you're the doctor. I'm the patient. That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of laughs to it, but there's a lot of, you know, that's was, a, yeah. that illustrates a serious, that's a serious I, I was problem. Looking, yeah, I was looking at the, or looking, yeah, looking at the situation and, and listening to very carefully. And I thought, wow, wow. Like, I'm thinking that's fine. Give me the prescription, you know? And so that's fine. I, I left and got into the waiting room. Like they said, okay, you know, come and now the girls will take care of you in the front of the office. So the lady was waiting for me and was, she said, was, so, was it the first waiting room or the second waiting room? Oh, it was the, well, the, <laughs> the first one. And then I, I progressed my way to the second waiting room where then they <laughs> said, unfortunately, your office visit today wasn't covered. It wasn't your medical didn't cover the, uh, your office. Oh, visit. I'm, I'm utterly, I am beyond myself with shock. Oh my. And, and I said, well, why is it not covered? Well, the moral of that, that part of the story, Aaron, is that it wasn't covered because the office didn't have their business registered down uh, like <clears throat> like this it's computer you know operated so that the system automatically detects certain keywords so their office wasn't registered down as a registered business of that the computer would pick up on they had it as optical office well you can't have it as an optical office it has to be an optometrist or an ophthalmologist or or something wow. or or a dentist, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like some kind of... I mean, it doesn't I mean, It doesn't surprise me because an optical shop is not a doctor. A doc, yeah. a, 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 an optical shop does not have medical knowledge. They have medical technology. Right. So this right. doesn't... I mean, this actually does... This part makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they basically said, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to pay $99. Wow. <laughs> Ninety-nine dollars. Well, 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 you should have said. Well, you should have said. Well, that's a good thing too because I still have a coupon for thirty percent off. 
Well, I did. <laughs> I, I, did. I, said, I think it's on. I, said, I think it's on the counter somewhere. Oh, well, we yeah, we we threw it out. I said, well, darn it, I can't use it as a discount. Uh, so I forked it out, and in the temporarily. Um, so I um, yeah. So anyway, the insurance they told me, well, you need to phone the insurance company, Aaron. They they said, yeah, you need to phone them. And I thought, well, why do I need to phone the insurance company? I mean, that's up to them, I would think. But, oh, okay, well, they told me to phone them and get it straightened out to get my money back. The insurance company told me, no, you don't need to be phoning us, sir. Who are you? What's your pH number? Are you, you have a pH number? What's your RX number? What? RX number? Are you not a doctor? I go, uh, no, I'm not Dr. Brent. Hmm. I said, I'm just, I'm just the recipient. I'm the patient recipient. I'm not a doctor. Oh, are you calling from a doctor's office? I go, I'm not a doctor. I told you. Then why are you calling us? You can't be calling us. And so they basically followed up. And anyway, I got my money back. Uh, <clears throat> you know, to the you know long story on that, I, I got my money back. So the prescription was that uh, I asked. I said, "Well, I want the transition in my in my prescription." I'm sorry, sir, but we can't do that either. Why? Well, because uh, the, um, the the curvature in your in your prescription and your lenses, it won't allow for the transition. But you can put a pair of clip-ons. I go, damn it. I said, damn it. I said, I want my transition. I told the eye doctor that's what I wanted. Well, um, a 1.76 diameter, we could do it um, down to a 1.67. However, you, you won't really notice anything different. It won't be much difference at all. I mean, really? Yeah, I don't know. The other lady should have told you that. Yeah, we can do that. No problem. I go, any extra cost? No, it says there's no extra cost for you. Well, because I've been through enough already. Yeah, no problem. So I got the prescription, right? And she says, so wherever you decide to get it done, just keep in mind, you don't have to buy them here. You don't have to get your lenses here. You got the prescription, but keep in mind it can be done. So I went to Wally World. I decided to go to Wally World, Aaron. Well, I call it what's our Walmart, Wally World. <laughs> I give them my prescription at first. They look at it and they say, whoa, uh, sir, no, we, we can't do there. You can't do your prescription here. That's way too high of a prescription. I go, well, I'm wearing my glasses now. What? Well, did you didn't buy them here? I go, no, no, I got these at, my, I got these at, uh, spec, at the uh, company before Specsavers and uh, Image Optometry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The lady knew. She says, Oh, right. Yeah. They're out of business now. Specsavers bought them. I, go, <laughs> I said, right. But I could, I could get my prescription filled at Specsavers. Okay. Well, this is, this is Walmart. I go, right. I just want to see how much it would cost for me to get them done here. Well, we won't touch your prescription. Like the lab will not, they won't deal with yeah. this. Yeah. Labs, yeah. the meta, yeah. The glasses labs, um, uh, optometry labs are weird about certain prescriptions. Even yeah. in the States, they're, they're weird with me too. They're weird about yeah. certain prescriptions. Yeah. Those they looked prescriptions. at it and they, she said, no, like they won't even touch it. <laughs> yeah. That's a way too high of a prescription. I'm like, wow. I said, well, they got it. <clears throat> uh, well, <laughs> I mean, all not, I mean, all completely, <clears throat> completely not surprising. But you know, I, I do have a question. So yeah. did you yeah. did, so did you ever get your glasses? Well, you know, the uh, watch yeah, the video. Try, we're trying we're watch trying to find out we're trying to find out about this here. Did did you ever so get the glasses? I, I did get my glasses, um, but now now it's like the cat came back the very next day, and that's what kept happening is that the glasses kept coming back. It's like the cat did come back too, the glasses did too, but they went back and they went back the very next day. So the moral of the story is that uh, they came back with with uh, with blue light on my glasses, 
and I didn't ask for blue light. The eye doctor never explained to me what blue light was all about. Could have done a demonstration, said, hey, will this, will this work for you? What is blue light? Nobody explained. And for me, it just kept bothering me everywhere I looked. I kept seeing blue light. I would do, I would do the podcast. And every time I look on the screen, I kept seeing a reflection of blue, blue, blue. And it was just, it was bothering me everywhere I looked. And so yeah, they, they, uh, they sent them back, not once, twice. And then again, they came back and it was a, a curvature. Yeah, three times the charm. And they once, came back with, with the twice. twice. Three times, three times a lady. lady. I love I respect you. I love you. Because <laughs> I once, twice. Three times savers. <laughs> and they have a curvature on the cabinet at the very bottom. Well, you know, yeah, when I when I said in the video is that the ca the cabinet had a curvature on the bottom. And I the lady sitting with me at the store and she says, That cabinet has a curvature. I go, Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't, sir. It's straight. I go, right. And I'm looking at it with my glasses right now, like I'm wearing <coughs> and, and and you don't see a curvature. I go, No, I don't. And you put the other ones on, the new ones on. Try your new ones on again. I go, okay. So I put my glasses on her table, my old ones, right? And, and they're fine. I put the new ones on. I went, whoa, whoa. And she's like, you okay? And I go, well, I feel like I said, I feel like I'm drunk or something like, or I haven't slept in like two, three weeks. She goes, whoa, okay. Well, it's just going to take time for you to get used to them, sir. I go, but the cabinet looks curved on the bottom. And I go, you know, it's funny as I can look at your, you're lining on your floor right now and there's supposed to be straight lines and it looks like it's curving to the side. I said, I went down a stairwell. I tried them on the first time when I had them and I felt like I was going to fall over. Like I felt like I, I was just partying all night or something, or I hadn't slept or something. I don't know. And so she's okay. They're not going to work for you. I go, nah, evidently not. She goes, I tell you what, this is funny, Ern. I'll tell you what, sir, I'm going to go and, uh, and, my, and my roommate had a problem with her glasses too at the same time. Hers, she kept getting reflective lights on hers. Okay, I'm going to, you two just sit here. I'm going to talk to my manager and see what we can figure out for you. Comes back. Okay, so the manager has a, has a solution. Okay, um, this is her solution, not mine. I go, okay. I think what we can do so that the curvature that you're seeing, sir, is we can bend the glasses. We can bend them right in. Bend them right in as a circular motion so that then you try them on and then you won't see the curve triangle. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Bend the glasses right in so that they're curved? How is that going to, how are they going to fit on my face? I'm not sure the manager suggested <laughs> that. I go, right, right, right. And I said, and a UFO is going to fly over my head at any time right now. And then little Martians are going to come out <clears> and take me into a spaceship. We're going to fly away to La La Land, right? Okay. So it's not going to work for you? I go, no, it's not going to work for me. I didn't think so. I go, you know what? I just want my money back. So the end of that is that I'm wearing my original glasses and it wasn't, I didn't have a Specsavers love experience. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a fascinating both we, we, it's both a fascinating story and an and a and a utterly compelling comedy routine, definitely. But yeah. none of it none of it's I mean, that's how it is in the States too. They're yeah. weird with prescribing it's they're weird about a lot of weird little stuff like that. You well, know? what was what was uh it was just beyond me is that she says, But you seem fine with wearing your glasses now. I go, correct. 
I'm surprised that you can even see anything without your glasses. I go, don't ask me to read anything because I will not be able to read any small print at all. Oh, okay. Right. But I'm surprised you can see anything with your current prescription. I go, I don't know why, what they happened to with that other prescription. So what they did, Aaron, um, is they combined a reader pair of glasses. They were high, high powered so that you would blow up the font size. So instead of small, big. And they combined distance uh, for viewing for distance. They combined it all into one. So my prescription for glasses was amplified like over like three times the what it, what it should have been. <laughs> so no mm -hmm. wonder they look at the prescription. Whoa, mm -hmm. sir, the lenses were thicker than thick. And <laughs> it reminded me when I was a kid, I had they used to call them bottle bottle type glasses. <laughs> yeah. And they were heavy, like they were, they were heavy glasses. And I was like, wow, like, what the heck? <laughs> right. right. But you know yeah. what? You know what? This, this is one of those stories that also um, highlights. We always talk about uh, lived experience on your show, right? Yes. And, and there's, um, you know, you have all those experts that are, that are <clears throat> saying like they, whether they're optometrists or politicians that, that are, they're standing up as experts saying, this is what you need, Brent. This is what yep. you need. You need you need reading glasses or you need uh, whatever, right? And yep. they're the so-called experts, but they're not. They're not. Uh, they're discounting the lived experience of of you being the expert for your own for your own disability, right? And well, yeah, and I think that's that's a real disconnect there, right? Well, yeah, because I mean, it's like I know you know what works good for me, and it's mm -hmm. like saying, well, here I can give you an adaptive screen, Brent. I can blow it up so big that you know you can uh, you don't have to do anything. Well, it may not work good for you, or or you're getting a bunch of words on the screen. Well, now you lose use chart to where you are on the screen, right? It's everybody their needs are what their needs are. It works good for them, and and that was such a bad experience. I mean, I I turn it into a comical situation at the same time. But in, but in all seriousness, like it was like um, it was like waiting over two weeks for them. Oh, there's a delay in them shipping it out, and then I had to go back and forth on the ferry, Aaron, too. Like, and it was like expensive, like seventy eight bucks. I mean, technically, it shouldn't have cost. I thought it, I thought it was thirty percent off. What are you talking about seventy eight bucks for? Well, you know, it's just like <laughs> per, per, yeah, like per, yeah. I mean, well, when you travel on the ferry, like it's. On uh, he has to take a ferry to get over to the mainland. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping you still use that coupon to, <laughs> for something else to worry about the thirty yeah. percent off and not worry about I was the ferry. To keep, yeah. I keep it's a universal everything. coupon for everything, <laughs> just apply exactly. it across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? You know, it's that, that love you spread across. You give yeah. it to one and give it to all. You know, and but, yeah, I mean, because when when I say that, people say, "What seventy dollars?" Well, yeah, because by the time you go there, you come back, and then you know, you're it's a six hour trip. From my door to well, actually minus five minutes. Okay, so and then you got to uh, pay. For, then you got to pay for white spot. Well, then then you got to buy a, <laughs> buy some eat on your way back, right? And yeah. so um, I actually had the uh, the optical department. They actually said, well, you know, what what can we do for you? We'll give you twenty five percent off. I said, well, that pays for one of my round trips pretty well. Almost, you know, almost covers it. It's like you know, almost eighty something, right? So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't buy a drink, you didn't buy anything to eat. I mean, sure, you could do it, you know, you could do it a lot cheaper, 40, 40 something dollars, right? Or 45 bucks. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, 
but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just part of the uh, the experience on it. And then so finally, they just said, well, we're going to ship it out. We're going to ship the glasses out to your local store. That's why I'm thinking, yay, good. They come out here. And I already knew that they were going to be buggered up. I had said to Neil, I, I, you know what? They're going to do something. <laughs> They're going to do something. They're going to be buggered up. So I met up with uh, Sonia's parents and uh, they had come and dropped off some uh, things for her. And um, Sonia's uh, sister, she's a, uh, a dog groomer. So she, um, her dad had to come out to Victoria because that's the only place they can pick up um, some equipment that her sister needed. So she says, well, why are you coming out to Victoria? Well, because we have to pick up something for your sister. Do you mind? And we want to take you both out for lunch. I'm like, hey, am I going to say no? Don't take me out for lunch. Sure. I mean, so we went out and uh, her dad right away, he was involved from this from day one about these glasses. And he's like, so what's going on, Brent? What's going on with the glasses? And he says, is it Specsavers love or do they not love you anymore? <laughs> and I said, they don't love me anymore. I think they want me to go away. And he goes, well, then you know what? I anticipate that there's going to be a problem when the glasses arrive. Guess what? Send them back. Just get rid of it. Go and find that, you know, deal with it somewhere else. So I've got my prescription, but here's the thing. Um, they're going to have to basically give me a whole brand new uh, test at some other place. Because again, I've got my written prescription, but no, no optical place is going to take that. Right. So, uh, yeah. And I think it's better, you know, so I'm just going to take my time and find uh, find another place to go and uh, get a, a brand new eye test done. And then I have to hope that the medical is going to cover it, though, because they've already paid to have the test done in the first place. And so that's, that's attempt number four. That'll be so yeah, that'll be that'll, attempt number four. So it'll be like it'll be like one of those jokes of like, how many how many times do you have to go to the optometrist to get glasses? That'll be a breaking with Brent segment for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. Not not even not even a bit. Um getting glasses is a major is a major routine. So Well, you yeah. know, people people ask me like what what happens? So like, you know, and I, I would do a breaking with Brent segment. I did part of the journey on, on the first <clears throat> the first part. And then the second one I just put out recently, and they say, Wow. So you know, when people go back and they re-listen to this podcast, they're gonna get the story and go, Wow, I didn't know you had gone through all that hassle. I mean, and phone calls and, oh, yeah, we'll text you and know when they're ready and, oh, we're keeping you in the loop and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, and, and nothing is just for me, it was a bad experience. Maybe for some other people, they may find Specsavers perfectly fine for them. For me, uh, I know I, I won't be dealing with Specsavers again because it was just a bad, bad experience for me. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, some of the experiences it, we have with these companies are so poor that, you can't even give them a second chance because the experience was so poor. That happens a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's what some people would say. They, you know, they would watch the podcast and they'll say, oh, you're just trashing spec savers. Well, for me, like on a personal level, just for me, I had a bad experience. <clears throat> but like some, for some people, they, they may be fine. Like they may say, hey, I never had a problem. I mean, but yeah, for me, the ordeal went through. It was it, totally, it actually, unnecess it, totally unnecessary. It, yeah. it caused me a lot of anxiety and stress. And then, sure, I mean, I, sure. I've been dealing with enough of my, my household, dealing with my neighbor upstairs <laughs> on top of that. And we might well, let's talk about that. So what's going on with your neighbor? Okay. Well, my, my neighbor <laughs> like open and close his door all the time and he goes out and he does, uh, he does some uh, things that uh, irritate uh, other neighbors around the area. Um, you know, he um, does, he smokes and he does his drugs on, on patio. Well, it, it, the, the, um, it, it floats into the unit here. It floats to other units. 
um, there it's strictly um, not allowed on the property on the premise it's a policy um, and keep breaking the policy so they're trying to get them out uh, and it's it's hard they're giving him warnings um, so it's good they're going through a process right now of trying to uh, get the um, tenant out he stomps around on his feet we have creaky floors or hard original hardwood floors so every time you move around it creaks so now he deliberately stands in one spot of the floor <laughs> just, to, just to irritate me. But I got the management recently saying, well, hey, so we've got another unit down the hallway, two doors down from you. There's a lady that's going to be moving. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the, we had picked up a notice to basically end tenancy and they freaked. They're like, well, why do you need this form? You have to go to their office to get it. Well, we marched down there and right to their head office. I need a form to end tenancy. What for? What building? Got, yeah, they're just a receptionist. She didn't know. And so as soon as we told her, oh, hang on. So she goes to get another lady. So another lady comes walking out. Can I help you? And I, she looked familiar. <laughs> I just didn't know where I knew her from. And then she says, yeah, my name is Rose. Oh, hello, Rose. I said, Rose. I said, you're just a rose petal, right? I said, hey, hang on, Rose. I said, not from the Titanic, right, Rose? <laughs> she looks at me and she says i'm not it hasn't been 84 years brent <laughs> so you know uh, and people who watch that you know saw the titanic right they'll say 84 years they'll say oh wait a minute where did you get that line from so yeah anyway she took it seriously so she knew that we we meant business right i said well we gotta do something with this tenant either he goes or we go so uh, all of a sudden, the head honcho comes out of nowhere. Wow, I was quite, I'm not embarrassed, but I guess um, I was kind of shocked because I guess he heard the conversation, which I didn't realize. He comes up and he says, so, yes, that is a, it's a serious thing that's going on. We need to make you realize that or make you understand that it's not an easy process to get the person evicted out. There was other issues going no, on and, it, no. and, and they said there's other issues that are going on and they couldn't talk to me about it. Um, ongoing investigation, shall we say. And so I said, oh, so I kind of, you know, kind of put kind of pressed the, the issue a little bit, but they couldn't go anywhere with it. Unfortunately, they wouldn't let it, they didn't want to go with it. And I, I understood that. So they said, we have a unit that's coming available. Um, there's a lady that's going to be moving out. And I thought, well, maybe he got the wrong unit wrong because he had gone through um, inspections throughout the building. We have four floors here. So, and he kept saying the third floor and I kept, oh, okay, maybe he meant the, okay, he's talking a different unit. So no, and then I found out which unit it is. Long story uh, is I know which unit it is, but he kept referring to another floor. And I, so I saw this lady and she was crunched over in a walker. She's bent over, she was bent over sideways walking along. And I see her all the time and she hoards things in her unit. She's a hoarder. She's a big time hoarder. So she's bent over and nice lady though. I really respect her. Really super nice to talk to. She sits on a bench. And so I was just locking my door one day, Aaron. And uh, I looked hold over. Just, hold on just one. Hold on just one second, guys. One second. Yeah. One yeah. second. Hold on. And I will continue that part in uh, mm. about the uh, the lady in the walker when Aaron gets back. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it'd be he'll he'll find it quite humorous for sure. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, and it is like, uh, you know, anyone watching this, they're going to say, what? well, what's going on? Well, while I'm waiting for Aaron to come back, then um, we have a neighbor upstairs and it's, um, unfortunately, you give them notices and enough warnings, ammunition to build up a case, right? There's an ongoing investigation going on and I can't even, like, I don't even know all the facts, so I can't even get into it because people are going to be like, oh my gosh, like, what are you going through here, Brent? Um, I like I want to just be happy. I just want to live in a place where it's nice and quiet, um, and I don't want to be having to be harassed by a neighbor who deliberately is opening, closing his balcony, doing what he wants to do because he doesn't feel why he wants to follow policy. So, um, you know, it gets to a point where you know it's a very uncomfortable situation having to keep my windows closed. I mean, I shouldn't have to do that, right? So we've been offered another unit in the building, but we have to pay more money, right? And that's the sad part. The going price of rent is much higher. So it's either we take it or we leave it or we leave the building and pay for moving company. The government won't pay for moving costs unless the rent is high, lower, right? Where are you going to find rent that's lower? So here comes Aaron and I'm going to continue on. So, yeah, no, I just heard a weird noise on my, I heard a weird alarm on my phone. I don't know what that was. Some sort of amber alert is what it said or weather alert and then, I realized it was me, Aaron. It was me, Aaron. That was you? I was sending you a Morse code. Yeah, blame Brent. That was, it was me. I was sending you a Morse code. No, it wasn't. I'm just Blame joking. Canada. Oh, <laughs> Canada's to blame for everything. Actually, I, I am. By the way, I do have a ham radio license. I, I'm an amateur radio operator. So that's, Oh, that's nice. It. Yeah, I just got my nice. license. But no, I heard, I don't know, some alarm went off. I don't know what it was. Anyway, though. So, yeah. okay, back to the lady pushing yeah. the work yeah. sideways. So the, yeah. so the lady's, uh, she's uh, walking with a stroller and she's bent over her sideways and she has super long hair. So I was just locking my unit door. Um, I was actually having to go to the grocery store, uh, which is not too far from here. It's convenient. It's across the road. Um, it's just, but it's a local grocer. So it's a, you know, fairly reasonable for produce other items in there are pretty expensive so it's kind of needs you know you just get what you need right but otherwise i go to a regular grocery store it's cheaper down take a bus ride or walk um so anyway i was just going out and um she was walking by and uh, she i go hello neighbor she goes hello she whips her hair her hair goes flying over to the side of her face it's like oh man i thought maybe she was gonna whip me with her hair it's just and she's like, oh, how are you? And I went, I said, good. I said, I hear you're going to be moving soon. You guess you're getting ready to pack up. Excuse me? She says, excuse me? What are you talking about? And I said, you're, you're moving. I heard you're moving soon. Who told you that? And she gave me an evil eye, Aaron. She gave me an evil eye where one eye just kind of wow, opened a little bit wider than the other one. And she kind of raised her eyebrow at me. She says, what are you talking about, mister? Where did you hear that from? And I went, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Um, uh, management told me that you're moving. I said, I, I said, you know, I, I said between you and I, I said, you know, I'm keeping it quiet. She goes, well, this is news to me because I don't know anything about this. I thought, okay, Brent, maybe you screwed up. Maybe you screwed up. And you got the wrong apartment, the long lady. I said, well, you know what? Uh, hey. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe you, you know, maybe I uh, got the wrong apartment. So uh, you have a great day. Uh, nice to see you again. Remove foot from mouth. 
I thought, Brent, you put your foot in the wrong place here. <laughs> foot mouth, uh, repeat, rinse, repeat. Uh, nope. <laughs> so, so she said, you have a nice day too, sir. I go, oh boy. So what was ironic here, okay, is I went down the stairs and um, I'm not wearing my new glasses because I didn't have my new glasses. They were there, you know. <laughs> um, I hadn't, because they were supposed to be sent out to me. So I thank God I wasn't wearing those, Aaron, because I had been stumbling over my own feet trying to walk down the stairs. They would have been all lopsided, curved, eh? <laughs> so I made my way down the stairs, and my manager's down there. My manager's on the first floor. She was on her phone, and I guess she, you know, business, you know, because they, they come and they cater to the biz, to the uh, each uh, apartment. They run about nine of them. So they just come and they come and go, right? So she goes, hello. And I go, hey, how are you? And she goes, great. I go, so I just saw the neighbor upstairs. Uh, you know, the lady walks over. She's kind of bent over with her walker. Oh, yes. She says, isn't she, isn't she uh, just a, a sweet old lady? I go, isn't she? Yeah, right. I just bumped into her. <laughs> she goes, well, I hope you didn't bump into her. I go, well, not literally bumped into her. I would have knocked her over. No. She goes, did she bump into you? I go, no. But. <laughs> figure of speech <laughs> so <laughs> she says well what happened i said well apparently she's not moving she goes oh she's moving she's moving <laughs> she doesn't she just doesn't know that she's moving <laughs> oh oh i said oh she says we've already talked to her and she doesn't remember or she doesn't recall that she's moving but she's moving oh okay so i got the right unit yeah maybe try it another day <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's odd that's a weird that's an oddity oh so, so you know but anyway so we're so we're basically offered her a unit once she moves out but it has to get renovated now the question is how much renovation needs to be done she's been there quite a while now they touch put a little bit of paint on the wall done fully renovated or you have a new new cabinets in new mm -hmm. flooring in but here's the thing, we have to pay higher rent. If we want that unit, we're going to have to pay higher rent. Now, it's going to take a while to renovate that unit. She's moving out end of February of 2023. So it won't be ready until April, April right. 1st. I mean, it might be sooner. And then if it is, well, I mean, if I decide to take it, I have to let them know before February 28th because technically we still technically have to give notice in here, you know, sign a new lease, but it could be a month to month or it might be a lease. Now it's up to the owner itself, which the owner had been in contact with me about it. So I have to, that's kind of where it's at. Um, the rent, unfortunately it's, uh, well, we're going to be getting a rent increase here. Um, well, what, they, is, what is what is rent in uh, in the States? Is, has, yeah. has, has it yeah, gone I mean, up it, in the last couple of years? Prob or? Probably. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm starting to look into this. I mean, the answer is every property is set up a little bit different. It just depends mm -hmm. on, Ultimately, like we're talking about here, it's always about well, who are the personalities behind the operation. That's what it always mm -hmm. is about. Right, know? right, and yeah. and and then that's kind of here. Like they give you three months in advance notice for a rent increase, so we'll be getting one either probably say before the end of this month, I'm guessing, and it's three months in advance, so we'll be getting a rent increase notice, and it's it's only it's at two percent, right? So it's um you know it's not a lot. So it's going to push us up. Uh, we'll be paying. They they said they're going to rent it for seventeen hundred dollars. They'll give it to us for sixteen hundred dollars because of all the the hassle that we've been having to go through, right? And I thought, but here here here's the funny thing is we'll give it to you for 
that price, 1600 But I move out of my unit, they're going to be happy I move out because now they can rent this unit for $1,700. They want to get the guy out upstairs, $1,700. And he's only paying, he's paying $900 right now. So no wonder and, they want to get him out and they want to get and- me out. And they still, but don't forget about our little old lady who walks and pushes the walker. We still have to get her out. And she's going to be really hard to get out considering that she can't remember to get out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go go ahead, Neil. Looks like you're looking at some stats up there, some comments or some clocks. What's going on up there, I was was just going to do the comparison of uh, of $1,600 Canadian, uh, what that is for uh, American dollars. Right, mm-hmm. and that's uh, sixteen hundred Canadian to American is roughly about twelve hundred dollars uh, in American dollars. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So I just yep. wanted to I just wanted to do a quick uh, quick conversion for our listeners there. Yeah, and and the listeners would be kind of looking at going, wow, sixteen hundred dollars. Now, here's the thing in Victoria, um, the, the recent stats that came out, they said Vancouver, uh, yeah, Vancouver. Um, Canada uh, was uh, the one of the, the highest rent in Canada and then it came to uh, Toronto and then Victoria so when they come up with these stat numbers I mean they could be off by a dollar two dollars off each one but oh, oh hey you just made the top uh, the, the top of the list here right like uh, right, right now if I was outside of this building um, the average rent is actually for God anywhere from like over two thousand dollars Um now the, this company that, that I rent from, yeah, they keep the prices relatively at a at an average, but this is an older building, right? Um, and it's a tough call because I need to be around accessible transit um, and around grocery stores while I'm not going too too far, like uh, traveling across the whole city, um, and be able to get on and off transit uh, easily. Luckily for me, I got a transit stop just down the road from here. So it's actually convenient. I'm on a main bus route. So I've got two buses that I can catch. Then I walk up a block. I've got another one to catch, right? Or two other buses to go down the opposite road going downtown, So, uh, which is good. So relatively, yeah, the rent's going to be paying. I'll be paying more, like $94 more after I get my rent increase from this current unit. So $94 each, right? My roommate and I will be paying that. So she says, well, why don't we just wait until provincial budget day and see what the government's going to increase? So I asked my manager that equation. She goes, you need to look at what you can afford now. Don't worry what what the government is going to do or what they're not going to do. You need to look at what you can afford going forward. If the government gives something, great. That's a bonus for you. So that's true. Like, I have to look at that. And there is a place out in... Where I grew up, uh, Aaron, um, and the community is so wonderful. Now, the going price for the rent out there is $1,950. But since I don't drive, I can't drive because of my vision. And you'd be closer to me, Brent. Yeah, I'd be closer to you. Uh, <laughs> they, they said, well, give it to you for 1890 I said, well, I mean, a, a person who can't even read the uh, signs far enough away, I don't think it would be safe for me to be driving. What do you think? She goes, oh, God. <laughs> you know, I said, yeah, I mean, yeah. I said, you know, the motor vehicle branch won't get me a license. I mean, geez. Um, yeah, I don't think that would work too well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, what do you think, Aaron, on that one? I mean, 
I mean, I think what you need to do is you need to get in, get into the, get into the, get into the car, get into the car. Okay, dust the glasses off. Get the cat away. Don't scratch the glasses. Don't bash your head on the concrete getting into the car, which you probably would end up doing. Okay, with the luck, with the luck that you have and have not have. Okay, with everything that has come upon you you would manage to do that what see what what you do is you hold the steering wheel with one hand and then with the free hand you reach up and you bend the glasses <laughs> and if you bend the glasses no no trust me trust me it's, it's, <laughs> trust me i saw this i saw this on youtube it was being promoted by a politician on YouTube. I'm, I'm sure it works. It's got to work. It's on YouTube. It's got to. Okay. So, so you see there's a YouTube video with this type of thing, right? So if, if you just bend the glasses, you'll be able to see just enough to, 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 to drive the car. And I think what percentage I think, I think, I think 30% better. Okay. So earlier today, we got, I gave you 30% off. Okay. Now we're getting 30% better. Okay. Really? Just try it. Okay. Really. And your your glasses in fifteen minutes, or they're free, just like the pizza. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you talking, are... but talking about uh, <laughs> luck too. Like uh, Brent's had his ordeal, but I I broke a hip. Yes. Uh, ba back in back at the end of uh, January, I'm almost fifty five years old, and I and I've never broken anything. This is the first time yeah. I've broken something, and I've. You know, because I'm on crutches and I, I have cerebral palsy, so it's actually pretty common to fall. But I've always been a pretty good faller. Like I, I always yeah. think of myself as like kind of having having that spidey spidey sense, you know, like Spider Man, yeah. having that sense of like, oh, I'm gonna fall and be ready for it. This yeah. time I fell and I was totally not ready for it. And I I fell and I broke my hip, and it's like wow. So I'm recovering Ouch. now with a bro broken hip, but well, uh, I, I got it I got it repaired though, so. No, that's a, that's a serious injury. That's a, that's that's yeah. no that one's no laughing matter. That really hurts. No. That really a, a joint replacement is always an always. An well, issue. actually, yeah. in uh, in this case, actually, they didn't replace the joint. All they really all he did was uh, they took he took uh, a few screws and just screwed everything back because he said the bone, the bone actually was all all good. He just screwed it all back into place. He said you should be fine. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so right. no replacement actually. So that's good. Original that's really, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Your body will heal. Yeah. You know, the the human body heals miraculously. Really, when I, you yeah, think it about really it. does. It's, yeah. You oh, know, a yeah. lot of time, a lot of times, we could heal heal from a lot of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, for sure. And you know, I I find life is just uh, so full of different experiences, right? And and that's you know what what the theme that I when I do my shows is all about lived experience, right? And what I've gone through, what, what, what you've gone through, Aaron, I mean, what were you going through and what Neil's going through? Um, you know, and I, I look at, you know, kind of when I was just talking about um, another option down the hall, right? I mean, you know, I mean, there's pros and cons, right? Um, the one good thing is that I ideally, if, if I can get it as a month to month with no lease and I keep an option and opportunity for looking at moving, to the mainland, right? Then that would be what I would like to do. Uh, of course, I'm not going to tell the management that, right? Uh, you know, saying, "Hey, uh, yeah, give me month to month, and then I can just get the hell out of here when I when I need to." But um, if it's temporary, where there's no moving company, no moving costs, right? I have to move myself. Well, 
move move the furniture i don't know put over just heave it over the top of my shoulder right it's carried along imagine carrying a couch <laughs> but your couch will have a curvature in it brent it'll have a curvature though i don't but maybe it'll, <laughs> it'll turn through the door really easy that way right yeah I'd, and they'll, they'll say what? I'll say, well, this is the spec savers way. I mean, it curves, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen oh, these curves, oh, right? Oh god! <laughs> usually, what, usually, what we do in the states is is you um, get a moving truck and you just load all the things onto a truck and then push all the stuff back in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. And I mean, we've got a, like a U-Haul here, right? I mean, you know, company, but. Yeah, it's it's a big expense. See, here's the problem though, uh, which I was gonna I was gonna mention um, when we had that little break there. Um, so how it works is that if there's a a place a, a disabled person in uh, in our province, I don't know about other provinces. I think Ontario is similar to BC. They tend to kind of copy copycat back and forth on on certain policies, not all policies. So people that are watching this, they're saying, oh, hang on, you're, you're comparing BC to, to Ontario, Ontario to BC, or Alberta's in their own jurisdiction and other provinces. But there's a lot of policies that are the same. And I used to talk about this on my show a lot. Um, Here's and, a test. Here's a test yeah. for Aaron. Yeah. Name, name the provinces of Canada. How many no. provinces can you name in Canada? That's actually interesting. Go. So I know. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Well, I know Americans know. Okay, I really don't know very well. I mean, of course, I know about, you know, um, the one that Americans know just because of the way the ancient First Nations language it has a weird name. Um, uh, uh, Saskatchewan. We know that right. word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know that one. We know, um, you know, Ontario, Saskatchewan. Um, 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 I... I don't know. Americans wouldn't know any others. We know about the, I mean, the, the main cities, you know, you got, you know, you know, Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, you know, a couple islands, but yeah, Victoria. Americans, yeah, yeah. Americans don't right. know a lot of those places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, well, I mean, you've got, uh, well, I mean, go through all the, all the promises. I mean, it used to be drilled on that when I was a kid, but I mean, I'm the mm -hmm. same way when it comes to all the U.S. states, right? I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of U.S. states. Yeah, we got 52. 50 of them. Huh? 50. 50. Yeah. 50, yeah. 50, yeah. yeah. 50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, try to name all those off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I would definitely wouldn't be able to do that either. This feels like an episode of, of Jeopardy now. <laughs> yeah, Jeopardy, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, so when I, when I mentioned about moving, uh, you know, it comes down to uh, the government says, hey, yeah, if you can find a place cheaper than what you pay now, we'll move you. Cheaper? In what, in what decade? What decade? Uh, you know, because you can't find more cheaper. I, I said this to my manager. I was joking with her about that. She goes, okay, where are you going to find cheaper? You can't find cheaper. I go, well, that's what they say. Uh, yeah. If you find cheaper, then you're going to have to really, really worry. Is it going to be infested with rats, cockroaches, bed bugs, you know, and you name it. Um, there's going to be a problem. If it's a lot cheaper, you get what you pay for, right? The markets are so saturated right now when they're overinflated. So what you really are paying for, I mean, like this place here, when I moved into it, it's not worth the price that it's what they're asking for, right? Like I mentioned, the the lady who's bent over, right? I know how much she's paying. 
Um, and well, I don't. I'm, like glad, I'm glad you. Know, I'm glad you know because she's yeah. probably forgotten. Well, yeah, you know, she's already forgotten that. But the management told me what she's paying, and uh, my my jaw dropped. She's been there for a long time. How much do you think she's paying? Uh, let let me take let me take a guess. Probably like three thousand. Oh no 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 no. She's no she's uh, she's paying eight hundred sixty dollars. Oh my. Wow. And so they can get $1,700 for her unit. That's why they're really happy that, yeah. hey, if you want to they move want to kick that, her out. Yeah. yeah, if you move to that unit, we'll give it to you for 1600 But hey, you move out and they're probably thinking, hey, he's going to take the unit. Now we can make 17 on his unit. We'll make $1,700 on the guy upstairs who doesn't even know what, what city he's probably living in, <laughs> let alone, you know. But, or maybe, you know, here's another theory, Aaron. Maybe he's not even moving. Maybe he's not moving. Well, no. I mean, it's hard to... What happens in the States, usually if you have a neighbor that's that bad, is the person that's not the problem neighbor ends up moving away from the crazy person. Because right. the energy and the risk and the danger that goes involved... I mean, when someone wants to use drugs on their property and they think they're allowed to do it, I mean, you definitely have to... In the States, we would tell people, no, don't, do not get involved. Just yep. mind your own business. It's yep. not worth it. The chance of you getting hurt in the process of trying to reason with the person outweighs the chance of the person agreeing with yeah. you. So, well, you know, I, unfortunately, a lot of times we just let it go. We just say, well, you know, I'll just go inside and not worry about it. And, you know, you only worry about it when it becomes a disaster. And, well, you should have worried about, well, you know, we, we get into these ruts in America. But, but removing people from property is unfortunate. It does happen all every day. But it's just not, you know, everybody gets upset. It's always a, it's always an issue. Yeah. It's always a drama, no matter what, you know. Well, yeah. here it, it can take up to it can take up to three, four months to be see once once uh, an eviction notice has been given. It can take up to a lot longer. And if the person disputes it, it can now prolong it even longer. So I think they just want to keep us happy. And like mm -hmm. they they said, I mean they can get us into one of their other rental properties, no problem, but they don't have an elevator. So their, their recommendation is, I mean, it's a nice quiet area and I've seen the area of the building. It's nice and quiet opposite side. So uh, it's unfortunate. I tried to say, well, how about if I pay the same rent I'm paying now? Sorry, we can't do that. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand each property in America, every single unit is a slightly different arrangement. So that, yeah. You know that guy. I see what what they're saying. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's it's one of those things. And I mean, it's just uh, the way I look at it, Aaron. If, if I move out of this place, the it's going to be a lot more anyway. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm going looking at the pros and cons, and then uh, you know I'm going to try to uh, see if I can um, save up and uh, you know move over to the mainland because they got better transit and everything's around, and then I can. I can be closer to uh, and uh, again you'll but, be closer to me. and Neil Neil it does uh, <laughs> the live uh, live broadcast shows there uh, right there you go we're getting close to the end of the hour here yeah, um, yeah. so I, I I have been looking at the chat basically people are making funny comments about this whole episode is like an episode of watching Seinfeld <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, basically that's huh. been the that's been the comments in the chat so there's there hasn't been a lot of like really constructive comments it's a lot of Seinfeld comments um but yeah just we got about 50, 50 minutes left so I just want to know if there's any comments coming in from the chat or if uh 
maybe yeah. uh, Aaron has a more questions for us or yeah well i mean one um well i do i do have i do have a i do have a question that i'll ask you when you turn off the recording while i have you <laughs> okay um only only because it's about another future guest that i want to have on the show but they're also oh, yeah. in canada yeah okay but but outside of it i mean i would just say thank you i mean you guys I, I really, I really want to say that lately, one one thing that has been bothering me, and I'm sure you guys have been getting it too. You alluded to it earlier today, is that we've been getting a lot of in the community. We've been getting a lot of hateful comments around the blindness community, yeah. and I'm just glad that neither one of you participates in the hatred, and that both of you are in support yes. of what I do, and I support what you do. And you know, it 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 gets old because there have been a lot of weird, weird comments that people have been making about Aaron's opinion. And I'm just glad that I have the support up there. So, so thank yeah. you. And I'm sure that yeah. you guys have been dealing with some weird people too these days. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, Aaron. Uh, well, I mean, thank you. Like, and we we support you too uh, on that. Uh, we echo what you what you know what you're going through because we decided to launch the uh, Twitter space as people know it, the Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. We've decided to launch it uh, this way, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and the shows are going this way, and then we're going to be launching like an open mic type session, uh, and I think sometime uh, sometime this month we're going to be uh, launching it. Um, I know that we're we're working on it, so it's going to be great. But we decided to do it this way because it actually gives more um, accessibility mm -hmm. um, for people with disabilities. They can use different uh, devices. Uh, whatever that works good for them to, and, and mm -hmm. they can uh, access it this way uh, and it's better. Uh, a lot of people don't, you know, they didn't realize, well, yeah, it's, it was a, a narrative, unfortunately, that kind of worked for, um, for people with the Twitter space. Um, a lot of people don't know, Aaron. Uh, I mean, I, I was actually, um, I was actually harassed uh, and, um, and I, I don't mind, letting people know about it, right? Because they're going to listen to the podcast. They're going, oh my God, I, I didn't know that. So, and, and I'm open and honest. Some people were shocked. And they're like, I didn't know that. And I don't talk about it a lot, but I, 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 can, I will talk about it to you. I was verbally harassed. I was threatened. I was harassed. Uh, it got to a point where somebody had phoned me anonymously um, several times. Um, I had... Um, it got to a point where there was an ending point where somebody had called also, and it was just threw it right over the edge. I finally then changed my number, but it was, it was somebody had phoned at first and said, I know who you are. I know where you live. And the scary part was they actually said my address. Yeah. And they yeah. said to me, I, I oh actually seen you. I've seen you walking along. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, they said just, you need to focus on on um, on making more life more uh, you know lived experience. They said because if you don't, they said you're going to have lived experience. And I was like, what the hell? Like I was what? like, okay, with this thing? Uh, yeah, like I was kind of getting me well, really. Wait, 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 let's even let's even rewind the rewind the string, rewind the tape a little bit. What like what? I'm just curious. I'm fascinated by it. like what was the person's beef in the first place? Like how did they become so enraged that they had to call well, you? And feel like what, well, what started well, it? Well, you know what? I'm just going to interrupt a little bit. Like, yeah. What, what yeah. bugs me about the whole thing, Aaron, is yeah. is people that um, 
you know, there's people that call themselves advocates out there, like P mm -hmm. PWDI advocates. Yeah. There's people that call themselves advocates, but yet they, they, they say, well, if you're not advocating in this particular way, yeah. you're not an advocate. If you yeah. don't, if you don't say exactly what I think, uh, you're not an advocate. And, and I think that's just terrible. Like the whole idea about advocacy is that we're supposed to be all pulling on the same rope. We're all supposed to be pushing the same, the same rock up the hill. Yeah. We're all supposed to be united. Right. But there's so much advocacy or advocates out there that are, are counterproductive and they're ripping the ripping mm -hmm. apart things. Right. Oh, rather, yeah. rather than being constructive, they're ripping things down and saying, if it's not my way, I'm going to burn it down because your way yeah. sucks. That's basically yeah. what they what they're saying, and so yeah. that's that really bothers me. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue, yeah. Brian. But yeah. I was just yeah. wanted to interject. Well, I was just and I was just wondering, like, where where the beef even like where the beef even started, like what triggered it in the first place. Well, yeah. uh, well I, I think that I think some people were upset because the narrative that um, maybe they're jealous. Maybe they were jealous that yeah. I was getting on different um, wonderful different guests coming on, and um, I think they wanted their their playroom. They wanted whoever it was. And I still don't know who it was, um, but maybe they wanted their playroom of, 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 okay, well, I got a guest on. Well, now I wanted to have my, my spot to have what I want to talk about, not with what I wanted to set the agenda was for. And the problem was is that we decided uh, when we were doing our, Neil would do the, the breakdown of the editing, right, for the show. And it was brought to my attention. And, and I, you know, and I agree with Neil. Like I let the, uh, and I shouldn't have, and that was my fault. I take blame because I let the Twitter space go open mic, let it go for hours and hours and hours and hours. I got earful from my roommate, like, please shut it down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Hours, hours, hours went by. But the thing is, is that, and then Neil was like, I told you from day one, I told you, don't. Let I it told go. Brent from day one, I said, yep. make it like an hour, two hours maximum. And, yep. he, and yep. Brent kept make, making them longer, longer. <laughs> yeah. and, then would, and then you'd lose control them, of the show that way, right? Yeah. And, but what, yeah. what happened was, is that they, I kept getting hearing from people saying, don't worry, it's all under control. We, we got it. Like uh, you, you go and do, you know, live your life and you, you know, go and have dinner, wash your dishes, <laughs> go for a walk. Whatever you need to do, go to the grocery store. I think there was one day, Neil, I think I went to the grocery store and I, I had to go in for two hours. Like it was all under control. So I thought I'd come back and I got all these messages. My direct messages were lit up. My uh, notifications were all like nonstop people going, Brent, please do something, do something. And people were coming in, they were bombarding the show. Uh, they were hijacking it. They were trying to like they, the narrative that they wanted was what they wanted. And so I got feedback. And so I had to kind of do an overview of it. And I said, okay, like, I'm gonna have to do something. So there was one day I came on and I said, well, so we're gonna maybe change things up. And then I said, and I recorrected myself. I said, maybe, and I said, no, I'm gonna be changing things up. And they said, oh, I go, so when I have guests on, they're not gonna be more than two hours, right? Because the segments, and that was kind of a hint to them of saying, we're going to be narrowing it down, meaning the Twitter space was going to be narrowed down too. And when I said the guest, oh, no, I got feedback. I got kickback. No, 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 you can't do that. You you can't you can't tell the guest how long they can be on for. Well, yes, you yeah, can. Like, and yeah, you can. Will. <laughs> yeah, you can. And it was yeah. a narrative. And that's what I mean. Yeah. And so then it yeah. told me that there was a narrative that was getting used. And I didn't know. 
like what was going on. And one day I said, yeah, I'm going to go and have dinner now. And I, I had an inkling. So I muted my, my mic and I sat there and I thought, okay. And I was getting dinner, but I, but I was right near shot. So I sat there and I, and I listened. Okay. Yeah. So he's gone now. Okay. Well, you know what? Like the guests that he had on, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was just, you know, a bunch of BS. And I, I don't, you know, I don't appreciate the guests, someone talking on behalf of me as I'm a disabled person. And I thought, whoa. And I thought, thank God I didn't record that session. You know why? Because the guest, one of my guests, uh, Aaron, came on to that open mic later. Like they came on and they, I thought, oh my God. And then they were still talking about it and the guest did come on. And I thought, because of my intuition, thought, oh God, please don't have that guest come on. Guess what? The guest came on. I came well, back. And, yeah. Anyway, anyway, well, that's very frustrating, but um, yeah, I can understand how that would kind of get out of control. I mean, it, it did. And so I yeah. had an overview of it, right? And I, I yeah. looked at it and I thought, you know what? I'm going to clean up this because the reputation is what I'm doing the podcast. This is how the narrative that I want is going forward. And everyone loves it. Like there was people that said, no, no, you're, you're not, you're, this is silly. You're making the wrong decision. No, I'm not. You know, and this is, this is the show and uh, having wonderful people coming on, like, like yourself. Right. Um, I, I mean, it, the, the guests should always be the star, right? I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah, always, and, and, always. and that's, that's the thing is that it, I just say that it's the way the cookie at, at, <laughs> at the, at the, you know, when we, when you were on uh, Twitter spaces, Yes, it started to get the guest was kind of pushed to the side a little bit, and we yeah. we want to get it back to where the guest is the star of the show. The guest uh, is I, the center. Yeah, yeah. And it's it should always be that way. The audio is better on Zoom and and Skype. Uh, it's nice to be able to have the the video too, which is which is nice. Uh, we've got about four more minutes to yeah. the end of the hour, so I didn't know if you wanted to uh, share any. I'm going to be putting links into the into the description, uh, Aaron. We're already yeah, yeah. No, you guys but, can just go click on the links, of, and Neil knows what links to, okay. to include. And just yeah. thanks, thanks for having, thanks for having me, guys. You guys are for doing sure. a great job. Yeah, um, and just keep keep doing it like this with other guests because this format, I mean, this is really, I mean, this is really productive. So just keep keep on keep on keeping on. It's yeah. it's all it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, well, and you know, uh, Aaron, it's uh it's always so wonderful having you on and you know, I I want to you know in the near future, um I would like to reach out and I'll have you back on as uh as a follow-up and every so often um I do that and I and I reach well, out and yes, come on and because I enjoy having you on and we we'll talk about other fun things adventures in life that uh you know, maybe uh you know, I, I mentioned about the spaghetti episode before. I talked about the guy who took his leg off and decided to just stretch oh, his leg out and threw up in the old. Yeah, we're gonna have to get you more material. That's that's used up. That material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now, now we talk about the the the, the glasses. Uh, the glasses, right? So yeah, I wonder if we cool. can uh, get uh, DJ Star Starks to come on. Yeah, wouldn't that be yeah. that Oh, Akil. Yeah. Akeel, yeah. yeah, that would be yeah, that would be really fun to have yeah. Oh, yeah. to have all, all of us on on one yeah, thing. That be would fun. be really cool. That would yeah. be great. I mean, if we could have you come on, Aaron, and and, and have uh, have him come on too. Yeah. That would be yeah. that would be really great. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right, right now I've I've told I've told him that I'm I'm just gonna send him like two hour clips and I'm, it's up to him or how he wants to edit them down. <laughs> I'm just sending the whole two hours now. I'm not even bothering to edit them. I'm just, oh, you chop, you chop them up however you want. 
right. I, I remember the one. Yeah. I remember the one day I tuned into it, and then um, and I listened here. It says, and uh, we have Canadians with disabilities and their allies. And I'm like, what? And I listened to it. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And here's, hi everyone. This is uh, Brent, the weatherman. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was on here. And he says, yeah, we're proud to have uh, Brent uh, joining us on the show today. I'm going, what? I'm not there. <laughs> That's how mm -hmm. they made it sound. I'm like. They're like, welcome. I'm like, then they put the broadcast out, and I was like, Neil, Neil, and I said, yeah, and then an evil flightless birdie. My God, they're broadcasting. Yeah, it. who is they? They also support what I do. Who is that person? That person supports what we do. I don't know who it is, but evil flightless birdie on Twitter. They're they, they're a supporter. Whoever it is, they're supportive. Um, um, Aaron, yeah, evil flightless birdies actually does um, my administration stuff with with in conjunction with Neil. She's the uh, secretary for um, that I have, um, and she does a lot of. Well, she's very helpful with Neil with uh, a lot of the um, some editing stuff too, uh, behind the scenes, like audio stuff. And she's so helpful with a lot of things. And then she uh, retweets stuff and posts stuff out for uh, for the show and for the podcast. And I'm so yeah. grateful for everything that she does. She's multi multifaceted, multi talented. So that's good. Uh, she's a wonderful person. Yeah. Especially when yeah. I turn the, the audio up a little bit higher. Neil, it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're about ready, so yeah. I'm, just, I'm. We're gonna do the outro, uh, but okay. uh, you can do the sign off, Brent, and we'll do. We'll play the outro. Well, for sure. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in uh, to another great episode of Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. I hope you all enjoyed uh, the show uh, today. Uh, please tune in uh, to Neil Matheson's website. Subscribe to Neil Matheson's uh, site to all the uh, episodes that uh, that I do. Um, because it's uh, all about lived experience. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, interacting with all of you because that's, it's, that's what it's all about. Um, and also keep uh, tuned for Breaking with Brent segments. I uh, try to capture the one of those moments where all of a sudden something's interesting and I just reach out. Um, so again, thank you, everyone. Uh, it's been great. Um, and uh, look forward to having you uh, join uh, join into the live stream and send in your questions. Uh, watch for live feed uh, announcements. Um, thank you. Take care, everyone. Great. And now Aaron's back, so we can. Uh, I didn't want to end the show with Aaron gone away from the. Oh yes. <laughs> I was going to say Aaron. I didn't want to end the show with you That's gone fine. gone away from the chair, but we'll we'll end the show now. But uh, it's, it was great to have you on the show. It was thank you, Erin. I mean, it's so wonderful having you uh, join the Canadians Disabilities and Allies. Uh, so wonderful, everyone. And um, definitely uh, look for the links um, down below. Um, Neil uh, will be posting them out to uh, links to over to Erin, Erin Richmond's uh, uh, podcast. Uh, please subscribe to Erin's podcast also. Keep up to date with uh, Neil Matheson's um, YouTube site and Erin's Richmond site. And uh, you'll be in the in the queue of what's going on with within the, within the disability community. Um, for our American friend Aaron Richmond, thank you for joining us. And yeah. Neil, thank you again for uh, for all the all the work that you do here too, uh, and everyone for tuning in. Um, thank you. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>